Hello and welcome to another episode of Good Brews, Bad Views, the podcast that asks if great beer makes bad movies any better. I am your host, one Max Storwich, and joined by my two Lost in Time and Space hosts, one James Thorpe. Hello. And one Ryan Everart. What's How up, are you guys? I'm well. I'm doing quite well. It's uh, At the time of this recording, it is St. Patty's Day. It is. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. we are alive after today. Eh. <laughs> because <laughs> today's movie is one... Very, very much feels like two hours and ten minutes long. Lost in Space this from nineteen ninety seven. Starring Joey. Starring Joey. Oh, <laughs> and Duke Leto Artra Leto Atreides. <laughs> yes. And William Churchill. Mm. Yep. Yep. Mm. So um mm, funny as it may be, based off our scheduling, this will be this episode will be coming out right as the Netflix T V series. Uh, of Lost in Space yeah. uh, debuts. So, after you've blazed through those 10 or so episodes, why not give this one a, sh a shot? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I don't know what to expect out of that. I mean, Netflix has such an ability now, clearly, to make incredible content, but also to make content that is just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm interested in seeing how, how this will go I've, with the series. I've watched the trailer, and um, it seems to go a little different route mm -hmm. maybe okay looks a little darker i've, I've seen nothing for yeah. it that would yeah. make sense to me I yeah mean. well and i mean lost in, in space really does lend itself to a tv format far yes. more than a movie format um, yeah yeah and that and the tv show was known as being extremely campy yes right. so that was one of the criticisms about this movie we're about to watch today mm. it was it's pretty dark at times yeah so mm. but um if this is your first time joining us welcome to the podcast we'll be watching welcome a bad movie Drinking some good beer, making some observations about the quality of the film and the beer, and uh, hopefully having a merry old time. Mm -hmm. uh, the podcast is designed to be watched alongside the movie, but you don't have to if you don't want to, but you'll probably get the most out of the experience if you do. Mm -hmm. um, we are watching this on Netflix, which, you know, conveniently enough, also, you know, where it will be for right. the TV show. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's about it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you are watching along... You know, with us, we have it queued up on Netflix 13 seconds in. The New Line Cinema logo has finished settling. Um, so, again, if you're watching along and want to participate, press play now. Uh, 1998. A subtle thing here um, that I really appreciate that we'll find out later that the Earth is dying, effectively. Yes. That when they show the Earth right there, it is brown. There is very little green on that earth, if you look. Yes, mm. that's a that's a little detail. So, we have 1997 CGI. This movie came out beginning in 1998, so... This doesn't look bad. No. Yeah, this looks okay. No, big big set piece. But So, this looks okay. But uh, the, the closer you get and the longer you look at it, you're like, ugh, this is a... Uh, yeah, close-up CGI yeah. is bad here. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll get to a few moments where it's like, oh, this is just terrible PS1... Yeah. Just nonsense. Yeah. It's, it's just muddy and gross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this movie came out, I believe, early in 1998. It was actually the movie that dethroned Titanic from number one at the box office. Huh. Really? Yep. Wow, Max with the facts. After like 17 Max with the facts. weeks at number one or whatever. I'm not going to pick on the CGI too much. I mean, it is 20 years old. Yeah. But we will point out, I'm sure, when it gets really, really yeah. rough yeah. looking. Well, I mean, picking on it, 
they don't really touch on that. Why his eyes do why that? Why his eyes on. do that? Nope, yeah. they don't. Um, He's got robo eyes, maybe. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that watching this. I, last I time. love the design of the uh, Earth spaceships, though. Yes, yeah, they, cool. they, spaceships. they feel very um, X-wing as far as how mm. they move. They, they kind of they're big and lumbering as far as how they kind of like yeah. you know rotate. But I like that the the cockpit is like gyro stabilized. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. such a cool idea for a spaceship. Actually, mm-hmm. um, they're painted on the back like old World War II fighters. So, linking back to your X-wing thing there, mm-hmm. there Max, that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the uh, separatist fighters look a little bit. Well, the separatist pilots look a little bit like Borg. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 The sedition pilots, yeah. the sedition. Earth sedition pilots, because nothing tell, makes you the bad guy is making is naming yourself the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I wonder in, in situations like this movie when the decision is made to be like, okay, guys, we're gonna lean mostly on CG over practical effects when it's cheaper. Yeah, I, like I mean, I ta- get it. Like we talked about in Small Soldiers, right? This is about the time when it becomes cheaper to do CG. Uh, it just yeah. doesn't look good in most spots. And this actor, I forget his name, but uh, Morgan from Walking Dead. Oh. For those of you following that show that's been in the toilet for about three seasons. There are um, also the actor that surprises us later on with the plot twist mm-hmm. is a big-time actor, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he plays Dawes in uh, The Expanse. He mm-hmm. has a big role in um, Fringe. Hmm. So... And for any of you who played Destiny, uh, this actor who plays Morgan is also the voice of Lord Shax. Oh, that's where mm-hmm. I know that voice from. Okay. Hmm. Maybe they're. Maybe they're. I'm, I just maybe thought about it. the contact lenses let them see their heads up display on their glass spheres. It, it's something, yeah, super cool that they show you here, but it, it's just. It's literally never talked about yeah. past yeah. this opening sequence. Yeah, it, it's fine. The the only thing that I thought was weird about not mentioning it is whether or not they're contact lenses or he actually has like robotic like bionic eyes. implants. Yeah, you know? I think if they ever saw him come up again, then it would maybe be like, oh, he's robotized. But we never yeah. see it past this. Yeah, scene. so right. contact lenses might yeah. be the assumption there. Speaking but here of we which... see Matt, Matt LeBlanc, most commonly known as Joey from Friends. This was you know filmed like in the heyday of Friends, so mm-hmm. Matt LeBlanc was flying back and forth multiple times. Like filming this and then filming the TV series, that doesn't that transition there didn't look terrible actually. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The 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 close up of the of those ships are great. I this actually really a, like this title yeah. crawl. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of get your guys' opinion on on Matt LeBlanc specifically. So Friends was a very popular show. I watched it. I watched it as it aired a lot when I was growing up. I actually uh, rewatched it about a year ago. Most most of the entire series, and it's still holds up a lot of it but most of the main characters in that show have had move you know movie careers of varying success right so we have um you know fuck uh david schwimmer uh matthew perry um fucking who is lisa kudrow um and i can't remember monica's uh actress's name well, I'll, I'll check it. Uh, that's check like the biggest it. one too. i know right yeah. right well and then there's jennifer obviously Jen- jennifer aniston yeah. is the biggest oh, yeah, one yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. yeah. Courtney this, Cox. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney Cox, Cox. That's right. Yeah. That's actually this scene is funny. Yeah. yeah. So fun little some of the fun. This movie is filled with references and cameos of the original 1960s series. Mm. Okay. The principal being the first of them. All right. So, um, the, the actually the two of the original actors who are well, the the, the only person who were who uh 
um, reprises the role is the voice of the robot by one. I'm looking up the name here. Dick Tuff, Dick Tufeld. Mm. Okay. And the two actors who were most on board for this for this being like a remake, um, Bill Mumy, who played Young Will Robinson, and Jonathan Harris, who played Doctor Smith, aren't in the movie. Hmm. Um, Mumy wanted to play the older Will Robinson, like you mm. know, yeah. But people, so apparently, people are like, oh, that would be too confusing. Hmm. Um, <laughs> they gave Jonathan Harris the the option of being like the separatist or the seditionist like contact guy yeah but he said and i quote i will have you know i have never done a walk-on or bit part in my life and i do not intend to start (laughs) (laughs) so he was like i will play smith or i will not be in this oh wow yeah okay nice yeah but he did return for uh doctor as dr smith in one hour tv special lost in space forever okay this year so here we have william hurt looking at his most daddish (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's a he's a good actor um and again i don't know if it's just the way he was written but he's a part of the large group of characters in this movie who are just completely flat and there's just nothing to them a lot of I space like to get lost in out there yeah that's Me! one of that's one of the robinson children there i can't remember which one of them i think it's penny's old actor okay and the that is the original actor of uh the major okay, oh, okay. so that's fun yeah it, there's a, so there's a nice lot of there's a little nice little touches of the original one without being too beholden. Yeah, you know I remember the uh, advertising for this movie being huge. Yeah, it was pushed really hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly, uh, Penny here is way ahead of her sense in fashion style because that is currently the fashion of what we right. would be wearing right or what we wear so yeah, for fashion, once yeah for once a, mo- a, a yeah. movie about the future actually got it right yeah. <laughs> well, not only her fashion style but her use of social Video media blogging. Yep. yeah yep it seems like it's supposed to be like private and personal but that very much is like right. blogging she's doing yep so but um i actually saw this movie in theaters with my dad because he was a big fan of the original show so he was like oh, oh okay. yeah that's the same guy who did the robot you know Kind of filled me in on it and whatnot. And uh, part of me was like, we should have my dad on for this. But I'm like, <laughs> my dad doesn't talk a lot. He's <laughs> sitting here being like, what am I doing here on a Saturday afternoon? Yeah. yeah. Just basically be another avenue to get rid of beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I think this is another instance, James. Did we see this together? I think we did. Uh, odds are high. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Nazca Valley of the Wind little poster um, there in the background. So if I know my science correctly, this is actually not what happens to your body if you go into space. You mostly just freeze. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the, you still do expand because the, there's no pressure on the outside holding your body body together. So yeah. A, yeah. On Earth, there's a, there's a pressure equalization between your innards, you know, your right. guts and everything. But you, you, you will freeze first. Yeah. I mean, you're going to do both of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a good time. There's yeah. an episode of The Simpsons, like on the Halloween one, where... Homer and Bart get launched into space and expand and explode. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like balloons. The uh, the guys from The Expanse, uh, the writers, the James S.A. S. Corey, which is actually a group of two people, um, had a large uh, scientific expose on what actually happens when you put people into space because mm. that is a thing that happens a lot on that show. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they kept getting, getting you, you'll explode! And they were just like, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Yeah. 
him being a general is fun. Now that I know who that is, then yeah. making him a general is a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Reminder, be a dad for once. Yeah. yeah. I find myself disliking this character greatly. <laughs> yeah. Through pretty much the entire movie. So, Max. Yes. Um, as someone who's the more well-versed person on comics for us. Okay. There's a lot of parallels from a family structure between the Lost in Space family and the Fantastic Four I was just say that. family. Mm, yes, particularly if you take into account the Reed Richards children. Yes. Okay, so yeah. was that was Reed Richards having kids post Lost in Space, or was oh, it probably pro- because the uh, Fantastic Four came out early '60s? Okay. This was '65 to '68. Okay. So, so the kids would the kids come were. Later. Because you know, the kids are still very much kids, so this this could have the-, the original TV show could have theoretically influenced hmm. this. Maybe right? I don't. I didn't watch the original TV show though, so I don't know how. No, I, I haven't the, either. I mean, the, like, it was one of those. I don't. I you know. Okay, so there's shows like uh, should be channels like TV Land or some of the local public stations do like old sitcoms yeah, where yeah, they yeah. put on like. This was ne- one I never saw. On. Uh-uh. No, I didn't. I think either. it was just in the last like five or six years I was flipping, and there was like it was on the listing. I'm like, oh wow, Lost in Space. Okay. I didn't watch any of it, but um, yeah, it was never one that got re-aired like Gilgan's Island or Adam's Family or, or Adam West Batman. Okay, so yeah, the Global Sedition again. That's right. Like that's such a bad name. Yeah, like, putting Sedition in your name is literally being like. There's a there's a video game Ryan and I both like called. Uh, um, it's not Blaze Blue. It's the other one, right? Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear, yeah. Where there's a Soul character bad named guy. Soul Bad Guy. Like <laughs> Global <laughs> Sedition is the equivalent, is the terrorist equivalent to that. Um, anyway, going on this, they're talking about how the Earth is dying. Yes. And apparently, there's some massive conspiracy to convince the entire world that, that it's, it's not, not happening. Yeah. Which is, of all the things in this movie, that is the most unrealistic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Because you're going to want all the minds this, you can gather to work on you know, yeah. solutions. Yeah, so this is the first time I can, rem- I can remember hearing about the ozone layer, like, degrading. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that might like, just I remember be... that was a big thing in the 90s. People that, were talking about that. And yeah, that so, might just be your age. Cause you're... I, I, probably, I'm, I probably heard a little bit about, like, the ozone. Like, I knew what the ozone layer was. Yeah. And I knew, I understood, that, like, 40% ozone layer, very, very bad thing. No one talks about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's growing back. The ozone layer is because actually changes recovering. changes have been made. Yeah, changes have been made, and they're actually doing what they did. Um, and I say it's your age because, uh, like, I remember watching videos as a, as a pretty young elementary school kid and seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, those were all when I was in Hawaii, so I know that that was much earlier than when this movie came out. Yeah. The earliest one being that we were watching something, and it was like a kid being like, yeah, I sure wish you guys would have... Uh, you know, taking care of the earth before I came around because I'm about to go play place baseball. And he put on like a hazmat suit so he could yes. go outside and the door opened and it was just like super bright light yeah. coming in. I thought I saw Jennifer Lopez on a horse in the background. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the one good actor in this movie is Gary Gary yep. Oldman. He, he outacts everyone. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gary Oldman is unequivocally one of the best actors of our time. Like, he's just amazing. This guy looks like mini Gary Oldman. <laughs> just <laughs> Gary Some old cells boy. he glue into a coat clone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mini discs. Yeah, Back right. when people didn't think thumb drives would ever be a thing. Just makes, just makes disc drives, but smaller. Right. So I, 
kind of off topic for us, but I I saw a micro SD card or something that was like 300 gig or something oh absurd lately. Jeez. That's that's obnoxious. Science, man. Yeah. I still remember playing games on the Apple II in elementary school mm-hmm. with floppy disks that were actually floppy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the big floppies? The yeah. big floppies. Blah, 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 what blah, were yeah. those? Were those 8 megabit? Something like that. Uh, pro- I don't like, know. Because the, cause the, the floppy disks that we all came to know. Yeah, like, the hard ones. The hard disks, those yeah. are 1.44 megabytes. Okay. Uh, I, I honestly don't know the storage capabilities of the, the, of the, the actually floppy, floppy, the actual ones. floppy ones. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about Matt LeBlanc. Um, Max, you, you had mentioned that he was you know pulling double duty between shooting this movie and Friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel uh, he, throughout most of the movie, is just kind of less stupid Joey. Right? Yeah, that's kind of his. Yeah, character. he he plays a good like I'm the army meathead guy, but like he's he's capable. Right, like, he he proves himself as like I can be a pilot, I can be a soldier. I I agree, but I I'm a little disappointed, and I, again I don't know if it's his choice or the directing choice because of the popularity of Friends. Mm-hmm. He still feels like m- with his mannerisms and idiosyncrasies, he feels like Joey, like this doesn't feel a whole lot different than his character on friends yeah i mean it does i mean it doesn't necessarily do a poor job i don't think but i'm wondering where that came from just because mm. you know he's oh he's, it's probably what he was known for like even I, I, di- I didn't watch friends growing up mm-hmm. um but i knew this guy wasn't friends right um and there we have heather graham as the secret other daughter of uh yeah dr we- dr robinson uh-huh. And she, you know what? Actually, Heather Graham, in my opinion, is second in line for best acting in this movie. To be honest, um, William Hurt is just like totally wooden the entire time. Mm. The kids are really bad. Not to pick on children, but the yeah. kids are really bad. They're they're their acting is bad, but they're a lot more well written. I think there's a lot more character development between the kids than yeah. most of the adults. Yeah. Yep. And. The kids all have like interesting. I think story I think lines. part of it is the two kids together are pretty wooden, but when they're actually with adults, they they feel more they feel better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just make a little time machine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So none of the eat your hearts out, Spencer's gifts. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so we can t- we can roll in. Well, we can roll in some friends talk on this. I don't think that's that, that big of a well, deal. Well, before we do that, what are we drinking today? Um, we are the, drinking, the other half of this podcast. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> We're drinking something that I did not expect to be as delicious as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it's from Shipyard Brewing, which Max looked up is actually out of Maine. Portland, Maine. But luckily for us, is brewed by Brew Detroit here in Detroit. Yeah. Contract brewer. It is called Fireberry. Fireberry Tiesta Tea, I suppose, is the full name of it. Yeah, it is a, uh, let's see. It is a wheat ale. A wheat ale with a whole bunch of things in it, because I don't have the, bo- hold on, the box is near box me. The box is, it's arm's length left there side is. table. Ah. <laughs> Reach James. Live, play by use, play. Use, use your Mr. Fantastic arms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is an ale infused with uh, herba mate and herbal tea, which includes the following flavors. They are very specific here. Deep breath. <gasps> Hibiscus, elderberries, Currants, rooibos, bl- sweet blackberry leaves, candy cranberries, and rosehip. And they're very, 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 
very, very apt to say that there are zero grams sugar. So I'm actually really surprised by that. Yeah. yeah. Because it is a relatively sweet beer. It is, yes. It smells incredible, and it tastes great. So, yeah. so this I think, isn't it's the, I think it's the hibiscus, which might be giving that aroma. Yeah. It's not a dig against the beer. Um, The smell is absolutely orgasmic. Um, mm-hmm. The taste doesn't match that sort of just, like, punch you Moral. in the face. Yeah, character. But the, it, it tastes great. Like, it tastes great. The, ta- um, the, the smell is is fruitier right. than the beer, and right. the beer is tea-ier yes. than the, ta- from, the smell. From the smell, I was expecting this beer to be much sweeter than it actually Agreed. is. And mm-hmm. um, the tea is very, very prominent in this, which um, as we were discussing this before the recording, that tea and beer is becoming much more of a... Much more of a thing, for lack of a better term. Much also, more of a trend. Yeah, for those of you watching at home, we're, we're watching the, the Jupiter 2 get its latest shipment of plot devices. Ah. Yes. A metric ton of them. <laughs> so, because um, aside from uh, this Fireberry, um, Shorts uh, Brewing out of, you know, Michigan, as we've showed, had in them many times mm-hmm. on the show, um, they put out a beer for Valentine's Day called Hot Loins, <laughs> which is a great name. Which great, is amazing, <laughs> great name. Yeah. The label looks like John DeHart's on it. Yeah, and yeah. that is another. Uh, That's an tea infused beer yeah. with uh, goji berries and mm. a whole bunch of other kind of things. Yeah, we had the, actually. You let us try that at your place. When yes, we were, over, we were playing Delta Green, and that was yep. an excellent beer. It was super good. Yeah. So here we go. We see the conniving doctor be conniving. Yeah. Yep. And some nice 1990s computer interface there with mm-hmm. just useless geometric shapes. Yep. Dr. Kniveystein, PhD. <laughs> yeah. Overall, the the sci-fi element design feels very 90s as far, as far as, like, how the chairs are molded, how, like, the council on the actual Jupiter Turu is shaped when he, later when Matt LeBlanc, like, extends, like, to take controls. Yeah. Even, like, how the the shape of the robot. It feels Robot. very nineties. All the nice, like oh, like like the rounded. There's corners. rounded. There's no hard edges. No. Which well, even the design of the Jupiter two. Yeah, the Jupiter two. Which I would 2, say is a it is a unremarkable ship design. It is not only is it unremarkable, it is cavernous. It is. Let's remember that there are a total of six people on this ship. Yeah. yeah. So, well, or figure... no, no, hold on. There's there's supposed to be a total of six people on this yeah. ship. Yeah, there are actually seven. Seven and a robot. Yeah, and even with the seventh person, they all still have space to literally do laps and probably never it's, see each it other. It is, yeah, yeah. And, and just, I'm I'm sure I'm going to repeat myself for the next two hours on this topic, but Gary Oldman just perfectly in every scene, acting and, everything perfectly, and unable to throw a radio. Yes. Yeah. Here's where the CGI gets bad. Yeah, it's not great. I do like the design of the suits, though. The idea that you have to wear a cryo suit to be safe and cryogenic. Yeah, yeah. Although you don't apparently have to wear a mask. Yeah, or a, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it sort of does the little thing over their faces once they actually get into the pods. Yeah. yeah. But I, 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 your point is valid. They yeah. should be completely encased in something, right? You would assume. It's the future. They could, future. They could have laid, laid a, uh, you know, a nice uh, computerized fabric over their face. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> It has an image of a circuit board. Yep. Yeah. Apparently that movie has a um, director's commentary. And even Tarsim Singh's like, okay, where are we in the plot? I got too caught up watching the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still going to get that on Blu-ray for sure. Yep. 
So oh. he, the design we see here for the outer casing, that's the design of the original Jupiter ship from the show. Okay. I, or very, very strong. Also ship. unremarkable. Yes. I believe it, unremarkable and also um, aerodynamically poor. Like if you're going yeah. up yeah. as rocket is the do, opposite of... This is a very bad design. Yeah. Um, I, I f- didn't remember. I mean, which makes sense because I hadn't seen this in a long time. But um, it still surprises me that this launches from Earth as opposed mm-hmm. to launches from the giant space station that they're making. Mm-hmm. Or not, yeah. Or ring. Um, I guess it kind of makes sense as far as like a, a logistical resourcing kind yeah. of thing, right? For all the materials to build it, it's... But they're building, building a giant, with, they're building with a giant years ring in space of, also. Eh. The sedition. They don't want the sedition to attack their yeah, spaceport. Yeah, I mean, I get it. So, Just from your point, Ryan, like if yeah. you build something in space, you just don't have to worry about aerodynamics or anything anymore. Right? Fair. That's yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if this was pre or post um, Austin, uh, Powers? Austin Powers it's 2. Pre. Okay. okay. Uh, Austin Powers 2 is 99. I, I mean, right. LeBlanc has everything that you would expect out of a movie star. He's got the looks for it. He's got the voice for it. The chin for it. He just does, like, it's a. it still is surprising me that it does, he doesn't get it put together. And I don't know if it's just because he had so many bad movies right off the start. He was never able to get going. Maybe. I don't remember him in anything other than this. Like, both, like, most of the actors in this movie, or say all the actors besides Gary Oldman, didn't have much of a career past the mid aughts that I can think of. His uh, his IMDb, his being Matt LeBlanc, is surprisingly sparse. Yeah. So here we see the first of the this movie's fetish with retractable metallic things. Yep. There's the face things you're talking about, Ryan. Yep. Oh, and those which look really really rough. bad. Yep. This movie has some very Batman Forever-esque lighting <laughs> and a very hairy-chested mission control operator. Who's really sweaty. Yep. Mm. <laughs> he's not, like, he's wooden at times in this, but he's he's not horrific. His, <laughs> his woodenness that we see here is expected because he doesn't want to go right. on this he, mission. He's yeah. essentially participating under duress. Yep. I, uh, not again, a bad shot. Yeah, the, bad shot. I, that's a bad shot. That's a that is a bad shot from the CGI. But I like the shot below where it's just city. Yeah, yeah. Like it just keeps going. There, there, if you've noticed, there's been no green except for yeah. in the dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I like. It, yeah, I like it's a nice design. little breakaway effect. Yeah. Um, you guys may or may not have noticed um, on your, you know, research watching before the recording, but the movie has some pretty startling changes in film grain. At times, particularly when we get introduced to like Blarp later on, yes, it's okay. so really bad. So fun, yep. fun story about this movie as well. Continued fun stories. So we got our first DVD player nineteen ninety nine ish. When we got the first DVD player, it came with five movies: Lost in Space, Six Days, Seven Nights, uh, Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Stepmom and I think that was it. Maybe yeah. So these four movies. So I, this is the first movie I can ever recall seeing on DVD. Hmm. Okay. So I, I, I have a I have a very distinct memory of like after I finished watching it, being like, "Wait, 
how do I rewind this? Because <laughs> okay. I was like eight or nine, and it just blowing my mind that I didn't have to rewind the movie after I was done watching it. I don't have to do anything. I remember being super stoked with DVDs because um, you couldn't wear them out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you could with a VHS. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised my VHS cop movies of all the Batman movies have held up. Hmm. I Weirdly, I think this movie does a very poor job with stars overall like when they're in the background it's oh. they all appear to be almost the exact same brightness yeah which important. bothers me i don't know don't get all neil deGrasse tyson on this, on this say movie. something to that effect yeah <laughs> what happened to that guy neil deGrasse tyson yeah um what do you mean what happened he got him? an ego he like on twitter he's just the fun like, killer like sad and mean yeah. I don't know if I agree with that assessment. I've followed him for a while, but I mean, no, he he's become he's, very he's uh, very matter of fact about a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I went and saw him live in Detroit a year or two ago, and it was a great time for about two and a half hours. Just well, him giving a presentation. I, I'm really glad to to hear that because, like, I know for I mean, even down to him doing Cosmos, it was like, okay, here's a guy who can really reach out to people youth who about have youth yeah. and everything, and and I mean, the difference there was that. We, Katie and I watched one of the episodes of the original Cosmos, mm-hmm. and Sagan is just so, like, he weaves a picture. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be excited about these things. And on Cosmos, the, the new Cosmos, DeGrasse Tyson follows that. He's very cool on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on like, on Twitter, he's just strange. It, I, the way it comes off is very, like, I am smarter than you. Deal with it. Yeah. New Year's has no meaning. It's very just like disdainful. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I guess I don't. I I guess I don't share that reaction with you. Like guys. I have no personal beef with him, but I can see why some people do. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, back to the. Why movie. would that be a button? <laughs> right. Why do you have to punch through that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. robot is awful looking. By the way, I remember it looking a lot cooler. But I haven't watched this movie since like 1999, and that's not an awful looking from me complaining that the like the practical effects are bad because the practical effects hold up. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, this looks. Yeah. I just hate the way it looks. So you, it's the 90s the design. design then, yeah. Right? Also, about let's talk about Penny. Does it feel like she's dubbed almost the entire movie to anyone else? Mm. I feel like her voice has been recorded after the fact. ADR. A- ADR. Yeah. I don't know. Analog dialog replacement. I think it's just um, a <laughs> slow motion. Here comes down. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Will Robinson is the latest of annoying children on Good Brews, Bad Views movies. Yeah. He and Jake Lloyd are right up there because <laughs> they're about the same age for this. Uh, you know, I'm just glad that the movie phone voice guy got to go into space. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking movie phone. Holy hell. Way to date us. <laughs> Slow motion fallback. Yeah. That's the movie phone voice. It has to be. <laughs> it sounds exactly like it. <laughs> I no, do but, like... but I feel like Penny's vocal style, Whew. at least from a character perspective, like isn't that's that style of like tone or voice isn't used in movies anymore. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it is very annoying. Man, you guys, Johnny Five has been through some rough years. Yeah. <laughs> He's useful. God, I want to punch that kid. 
Did that kid grow up to do anything else? Because his his face looks familiar. Mm. Let's do some digging. Mm. Boop, 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 Things boop, I should have looked boop, up boop, prior boop, to watching boop, this. Boop, boop, boop. We're only human. Yeah. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Yeah. What, do, what else have you done? So here uh, we have nothing. Them. He has done nothing. Yeah. He has done nothing. Okay. Here we have them pressing buttons on. These strength. all these panels look vaguely like very very sparse in comparison to what you would see in a re, in like a modern ship console design. In some reason, the chairs go very high. <laughs> yeah. Very high chairs. Well, you know, it, I think what a lot of this is is the '90s. It's it's a computer screen. The idea that these all these screens have to be separate, right? Mm-hmm. Each one of these is running something or doing something separately, as opposed to in a very few short years you'll have because you'll have Minority Report come out not yeah. too far from this. Yeah, yeah Minority Report. That's early it's, odds, right? Yeah, and that comes out. I remember that that was one of the first things that that really captured where technology was going. Mm-hmm. That did a mm-hmm. great job of actually cap because he brings up that screen in front of him with yeah. all the different. Everything uh, he needs. The, the UI. Yeah. yeah. It's one thing, and he's moving them around to what he needs them to be. Right. And and this doesn't capture that idea at all. Everything is a separate screen. Yeah. Maureen's stuck in the... Or, no, excuse me. Uh, Judy stuck in the pod. This reminds me of Spinal Tap. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> <laughs> save the cheerleader, save the world! Ugh, heroes. Yeah. <laughs> It was good for a while. The first season was really good mm-hmm. until the last episode, and then it was like, <laughs> "Hey, remember all those comic book tropes that we were doing a great job of avoiding or subverting?" Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. <laughs> we fell into everyone. Well, I mean, that show kept going even through the writers' strike, and yeah. I can't that's help what, but that's, feel like that's, that's, that's what killed that's the show. That's what killed the show. Scuttled it because they kept doing the season. Yeah, season two was during the writers' strike, and they yeah. wrapped mm-hmm. up season two as opposed to postpone it. Mm. Mm. So, the sun. I, this just makes me want to play Destiny Two when it was good. Mm. <laughs> also, I think it's fair to say that none of the crew is a vampire at this point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very good. Gary Oldman. What a badass. Yeah. So this is a um, another. This is a sci-fi trope that hits when you go to the sun that everything becomes super bright like this, as opposed to just being like, "Well, we can't open the windows." <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> also, yeah. we don't have windows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why everyone is blind. Yeah. This is why there's screens like in Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> On screen. Um. There. <laughs> space gurney. Space. Um. But I'm a huge so so a lot of this watching this show was interesting because I'm a huge Expanse fan. I mm-hmm. love the Expanse. I think it's I think it is. Either you literally haven't top, stopped talking about it since, since you it came, came on. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I in my opinion it is either the best or the top three shows on television. Mm. Um, it is an astonishingly good show, and watching this with the spaceship design and all the weird stuff that they do was really really interesting. Seeing, um. Two two completely different takes on it, right? This was just like the rule of cool in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. The Expanse tries to do some rule of cool stuff, but the, the writers and even the TV show do allow them a little bit of rule of cool, but mm. they still really capture a lot of the feeling and effort of just being like, okay, this is a tin can in space, right? Yeah. It only needs to do what's necessary. This is so stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop. 
Not as not as uh, interesting as the paddles. No. no. There's uh, no way this ship survives this close to the sun. Yeah. It's got shielding. Well, if the computer fries out, the hull would have melted <laughs> by that point. And as would his skin. Yes. <laughs> but this is the rule of 90s cool, which yeah. doesn't really work anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Um, this scene also doesn't make any sense until you see what happens in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, why is this guy so wimpy? Why can't he actually get her heart going? And then, spoiler alert, they're going to be like, oh, the cryo suits have to literally be sawed off of your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes way more sense once this happens. I just thought she was, like, super almost dead. Yeah. I. I... There's that. You're, good job applying logic to this illogical movie. Yeah. That looks awful, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but this set is huge. Like, when... when uh. Matt LeBlanc first came onto the set. It's like, welcome to the big set. Yeah. <laughs> Major West. Again, there's from, yeah, seven, another one of those. There's seven people on this ship. Why is there so much space? <laughs> because they need to survive for like 10 years. Because then it? they got to get lost in it. Mm. But they don't have to survive for 10 years on it. They go to they sleep, sleep for, for 10, 10 years. years. So it's got to have the systems and I mean, such and blah, 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 blah. Theoretically, this ship should be for all for like all intents and purposes. This ship should be. A sleeping pod area and a cockpit, and then everything else should just be a giant transport, like giant cargo hold. Yep. All right, we're going to beer pouring mode here. Yep. Yep. Yeah, this beer is super nice. Um, very drinkable. Yeah, less than five percent ABV. Hmm. I'm definitely gonna keep. Oh, this is bad. This is really bad. This is bad CG. These, there's no reason these couldn't have been pistons, like yeah, so, practical pistons. Yeah. From from the tiny bit that I've screwed around with dealing with computer graphics and Blender, like I'm like, okay, I could I could do this given just a couple of days. Come on, man. Yeah, it is. It's 20 years old though. Yeah, I mean it's 20 years old. The um, I but like I, this effect that's about to come up. Yes. Yes. I, I think will this is say a of, really of, cool of, effect for hype for like hyperspace or whatever. Yeah, this, I, I like this. I like really this, focus this on their is, faces though, especially when it cuts to that. Yeah, look, look now on the table. Look on the table. Oh no! <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> the the idea of an effect though is really cool. Yeah, yeah the, this, the, it, it, like I can see what they're trying to do. Yeah, the con- the concept is super cool, but it it looks really bad. Technological so, limitations. So okay, Ryan, to to your your point here, right? This looks That looks sweet actually. That, but the background looks terrible. Yeah, the stars look However, awful. is that the original background from Lost in Space? I don't know. I don't think it was in I'm not sure. I don't hmm. Yeah, the show was in color. I I given what you've been At saying, Max, some of it. I wouldn't put it past them to have used to have used that on purpose. Right. Mm, yeah. To have made space look like old 60s space. Yeah. Like space, yeah. Blue and black and all the little stars all over I think it. I think we'll get a few more shots before the movie's out, though, when when it's clear that they're not going for the nostalgic angle. And it's like, hey, this is totally space right now, and it's just like, okay, it's a whole bunch of white dots that all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is very sweaty. Yeah. It's a very sweaty existence. Yeah. I do like Smith's outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's got good. It's good sci-fi fashion. Outside of morality, why do they keep him alive? It's purely for morality. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he even says like, "You can't do it." Yeah. 
by all means, by all purposes, just be like, into the airlock. Out you go. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like he should just be like, hey, Major, why don't you... Yeah, just uh, deal with this. Deal with yeah. this for me. I don't care how, just... Yeah. I don't need to know. <laughs> Pour ah. out of the beer. I hit it so hard. Dramatic door closed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's effectively killed this guy's this guy and the entire human race. Yeah. Right. Um, There's a lot riding. No, on this. because apparently there already are people there. There already are people at Alpha Prime. And he's just going there to help with the construction of the gate? Question mark. That's right. Yep, you're correct. God, that looks rough. Yep. It's not the it's worst not, thing bad, in the though. movie. It, it looks it looks suitably sci-fi. The idea of it's cool, though. I like the idea of it. Yeah, it's trying to identify a known constellation. Yeah. This just makes me want to go home and play more Stellaris, which I've already <laughs> done for like three hours today while I was cooking <laughs> corned beef and cabbage. Mm. Space goth. <laughs> yeah. She's the actress who plays Penny's like 16 when this came out. So She looks way younger than that. She yeah she clearly uh, was a late bloomer because she looks at some awkward developmental stage biologically yeah yeah here's the cool this scene I like this actually a lot it's a cool practical effect yep the idea that you have to actually wear these things to stay alive is a really cool idea yeah um, I like that a lot now the, it's in the, when they just cut away now it's just like a wetsuit yeah or a bat suit and I mean even there the the shot that he took grafted the suit onto him. So she had to rip it off. Like mm -hmm. the, I don't, I don't, I, I think of all the weird stuff that they do in this movie, I think that's actually one of the neater ideas. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, it was the tattoo scar he had. Oh yeah. Ex-girlfriend. Okay. I thought that he talks about, they talk about how the electrical shock, the, the suit absorbed most of the electrical mm -hmm. shock. Oh, she pulls oh it off well, I think, them. I think that's why his, his, clothes are all burnt up but oh, okay. the, the scar on his back is from a tattoo okay because you actually hear like a pulling sound when she pulls mm -hmm. the suit off yeah. of him too maybe 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 yeah yeah i don't know i feel like had matt leblanc's role in this movie been markedly different oh just completely from you know being joey on friends that maybe we, we would have seen him in more mainstream hollywood stuff i don't know I don't know. I mean, I think his his role is suitable for what this movie does. They needed someone a little bit more upbeat. And um, like, I think he he shines when they um, in, during the upcoming action scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, the last ditch or the last stand at the door. Yeah. When we get he, to he that, looks we'll get really to that. good. Yeah. Um, Here's a, here's a scene I'm talking about. These two just don't... There's, like, no chemistry between these two kids. Well, I mean, think about... I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was Penny's age and my sister was, you know, 12-ish. Like, we didn't, you know, talk at all. Those are when we were, like, at each other's throats. Yeah. So... But, I mean, from an acting standpoint, they just don't mix well together. They both come off as really wooden when they're with each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's. I think it might be easier for kids to act with adults, primarily from like, you know, you're a kid. You know how to like try to s sweeten up your parents to get you to do something for, get yeah. them to do something for you. So. That's. I mean, that's fair. I just, yeah. 
it, I'm pointing it out because I think they do a good job, especially later on with the the just hanging out with a multimeter with no leads attached. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Some scientist you are. The uh, um, space multimeter. Yeah. <laughs> Will does a really good job when he's hanging out with the doctor. I think that acting scene isn't terrible. Oh, with uh, Gary Oldman? With Gary yeah. Oldman. That yeah. works well. Um, and Unfortunately, and th- Gary Oldman's like, I could not give him any of my talent. Yeah. <laughs> he but, was doomed to be in like three more things after this, none of which are worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> but together, they just don't they don't come together all that well. Oof. That's not great. Yarp. I didn't know any, but I thought I'd be hallucinating right now. William Hurt has one and a half facial expressions throughout this entire movie. <laughs> he has the same facial expressions in Dune. And why does Heather Graham have to stand like that at the console? Yeah. I rewound it just to double check that I wasn't crazy, but she's just like, hey, oh, hey check out my ass. Yeah. Oh, it was a weird time thing they went mm-hmm. through. Spoilers. There's a weird time thing in this movie. Right. The Okay, so when we get to that, I'll talk about that, but th- at the end... um, the plot of this movie isn't the problem of this movie. Yeah, it's not. No. I like this ship design. I think this it's is interesting. a super cool ship design. I think it harkens back more to 1970s yes. style ship design. Yep. Um, Looking at you, Charles Foss. It, it, uh, if more ships look like this, I'd <laughs> be funny. down with it. Um, yes, knowing this... now what those features are, those little bumps, almost barnacle looking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How? Why would you know that she's one of yours? That doesn't look like anything. Because it's in English. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I like the big. I like the big greenhouse chamber Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it's such a cool design for a ship. Mm -hmm. Um, Feels kind of dead spacey. Yeah, uh, or uh, event Mm -hmm. horizony. Which. Is a way better movie than this. Yeah, let's watch that after this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I like Event Horizon. Yeah, hell yeah. Weirdly, so, just side noting for Event Horizon, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who did the entire Resident Evil series and the first Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, boy. Bam, 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 bam. Zombie. Dun, 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 dun. Slicker. Dun, 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 so, dun. Nemesis. Dun, 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 dun. Alice. Zombie. <laughs> One of the things that made me laugh just knowing what we're going through right now with the change to electric cars is the idea that corporations would have agreed on a standard set of docking codes. <laughs> because they can't even agree on a standard electrical charger right now. No. I I, I guess th- that may potentially wind up being, you know, at some point it'll mandated be by the government. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I'd hope so, but. Well, that's, I mean, the, that's, thing, that's magic... the thing you have to go with, with, with sci-fi, especially when you move past um, interplanetary politics, is for movies like this, you assume that humanity as a race has pretty much dissolved. Space Force! Has, <laughs> has, <yeah. laughs> humanity is a, as a... It's like the Air Force. Yeah, but in but, space. But, but in space. space. They just in case none of, the, none of the rest of you were following what he was saying. Yeah. yeah. You were too stupid to figure that out. I yeah. like this scene, actually, a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, so humanity's pretty much it's, has settled its its disputes, been able to um, group its resources for a larger goal beyond the borders of, beyond national borders, whatever. Yeah. So basically, yeah. like, 
Tucker Jones is like worst night. Tucker, Car- Tucker, Tucker Carlson's like worst nightmare or whatever. <laughs> um, Tucker Jones, did you did you make did you make a super conservative nut yes. job with <laughs> Alex Jones and yes. Tucker Carlson? Yes, I did. Fucking abomination. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I but, like but, the idea but, that the doctor just went... Just, just went, threw a tantrum? Like, yeah! <laughs> just rubs his, everything. rubs his shit on the window. <laughs> but it looks like he did. Yeah. But, um... And that's always kind of been... Not really one of my, one of my problems with sci-fi, but... I'm about to sneeze, so I'm just gonna hold, hold on to it. For a Do it. Um, Get da, right da, in the da, microphone. Da, 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 da. Okay, so, um... <laughs> So whenever we go to like, especially Star Wars is um, guilty of doing this. Whenever we go to a planet, we focus on like five square miles of a planet, but never like, what is up? What is going on the opposite side of tattooing or whatever? Like, I always think about like it for being interplanetary. The events that happens on the planet surfaces are all very localized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And just to hit on the Star Wars thing, I mean. You know, a lot of sci-fi falls into the, like, this is the desert planet, and this is the snow planet, and yeah. this is the, like, the right. foresty planet. It's not usually how planets work. I mean, no. I don't know. You don't know. It could be. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. The The only thing I'll say about Star Wars is that Star Wars has been very, very... This is a fun joke right here. Yeah. Um, the, uh... Not well, cool, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. The, um... With Star Wars... The movies, at least, we're following the heroes, right? We're following yeah. the localized events of what those heroes are doing. So I'm willing to kind of deal with it that way. Yeah. Where I where I don't like it more is when you hit other sci-fi shows that are like big planet-spanning events, yeah. and you're following a big a big cast of characters who yeah. all just happen to be at the same place all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I like like how little little Will Robinson went just through the process of how he made the robot his slave. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, now that I'm watching Westworld, is a very dark idea. <laughs> oh, have you, have you not watched it yet? No. Oh. I have not, so. I have not seen it either. Oh, it is good. Uh, I, I recently just watched Space the original Dick. movie. I just realized as an AT&T customer, I get HBO Go. Oh. So I'm now watching all the HBO shows that I had not had access cool, to cool, before. Cool. Um, going back and rewatching Rome, which is also a lot of fun. Hmm. Do, 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 yeah. do, Bad do, robot do. design. This, nice POV. I like the POV though. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, I, I, is this practical? Uh, I don't. I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. That wasn't. That was. Yeah. That for sure wasn't. I like the method of how the hoods of the hoods deployed, but right. The um. The robot vision holds up really well. Yes. If it's, if yeah, it's it a, lot of, a lot of like the CGI overlay stuff, like when um, uh, Heather Graham was on the table and there was like the 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 bio the anatomical hologram yeah. that yeah. looked fine. Yeah. Um, gonna have Keanu have more Batman lighting. Reach into her chest and start her heart. Yeah. Yep. And pull the lung cancer out. Right. <laughs> Which is a cool end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, he looks really menacing right there. Who, Matt LeBlanc? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's typical yeah. underlighting. So Everyone looks menacing. T- let's talk, rolling back to his career, which I think we're going to keep probably popping back on to. Rolling. Do you think that that would have been almost a better thing for him to do, is to completely try to pull himself out of the typecasting of being the hero? Yeah. If he would have, if he would have jumped into a movie and been the doctor in this movie... Yeah, I think if yeah. he would have done something that was the complete uh, antipode yeah. of Joey. Well, that's the problem of, like, getting cast for that role. Like, I mean, because it's like the Seinfeld curse. 
Right. Until Veep came along. Until Yeah, until Veep. And Comedians and Coffee. Well, that's not going against. Comedians but. and Cars getting coffee? Yep. Yeah. Someone that. smashed an entire pallet of gushers on the ceiling. So the blue kind this, of bo- the best this bothers <laughs> me because they before the airlock opens, they're like, there's no microbiological microbiological contamination. And then the first thing they do after walking like 15 steps in, they're like, oh, look, here's some weird alien some stuff. jello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whether or not it's going to. It's it's actually evil or anything. You think that. The they would have noticed it's blue it. and it's dripping. That's yeah. not natural. Yeah, the first thing that would have happened is that would have been like, hey, there's some stuff that isn't human on this ship. The suits look good. The so, little, like, explorer-y suits they have. Yeah. Um, question on that. These guys don't flip out when they find alien life. So are we to assume that humanity at this point, exploring the solar system and having Has seen areas, some stuff. Has seen yeah, some stuff? I think so. Um. Maybe That's entirely. Maybe it. just based off of um, they do some scanning of the of the of the uh, they've scanned the, the body parts once they get back onto the ship and they're like oh blah 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 yeah and it's like oh yeah yeah because they've scanned two percent of the universe we've learned that yeah it's still a lot I mean there's still a lot to go but scanning two percent of the universe it's not them being able to find some type of like oh bacteria lives here or there's weird very minor things here that that makes sense to me mm-hmm. that's how yeah. i took it not like these guys are so scientific that they were just like we're going to look at this from a science standpoint it was like right. okay yeah. yeah we've already found extraterrestrial life it's it's not we're we're not outside of the realm of what we're doing yeah yeah the strange head on the night on the robot bothers me because he's all like '90s design, right? Like yeah. he's super sleek and mm-hmm. nondescript. But if you look at the head, there's like blinking lights and yeah, like and actual like moving rotors, yeah, and actuators and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's really what's strange. the purpose? I do like the parts later on when we hear in the in robot's voice the things that Will is saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a cool a cool deal right here oh he stumbled upon some system shock 2 logs yeah i love that game that actually is going back to the discussion we had last episode i'm thinking very hard what the movie was assassin's creed yes (laughs) um that is one of the few games i'm very surprised hasn't been picked up for movie rights yet system shock system shock 2 well, they just recently went through a Kickstarter to remake the game. The and first it's one. Got, the it's first one. The first one. Made, yeah. 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 It's gotten held up for, I forget why. So No, it's, it's well, it's in production, but you need to do it right. Um, Probably because the same reason the Bioshock got held up. Bioshock is Bioshock so is good. the spiritual successor of yes. System Shock 2. Yep. Bioshock yep. is so, so good. The only reason that I think Bioshock's a harder movie to make than System Shock is that Bioshock is more is way more political than System Shock is. Yeah, uh System Shock is on the contrary, it's it has no it has a weaker narrative than Bioshock. Yeah, and I think that's why it's easier because you're you don't even know what your character looks like until the last second of the game. Right. And I, I think that's why it's a little maybe easier to adapt because you can grab the big events from System Shock and kind of build your story from there, right? Sure. You, go, yeah. you have a lot more. You're, you don't have cracks to fill in. You have ca- like. There's a lot of space for in. you to breathe. Yeah. Ah, robot. Yeah. robot. But there's enough really <laughs> going on with that. And yeah. This whole this whole sequence reminds me of like a, a like you said, like a System Shock or a cheap 
like a cheap event horizon again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not done super well, but I like this scene. The colors are cool here. Yeah, because everything's been fairly black and gray yeah. and blue. Yeah. So it, it, it really pops. And here we have a nice matte painting. Yeah, we get yeah. some really poor. In this movie, it's clear that it's blue screen versus green screen, which is a transition that was made. I, I don't remember exactly when in Hollywood to because green screens just performed better <laughs> mm. versus blue screen because you can see sometimes on the actors the blue light reflected on their flesh and just like the weird partial um, effects coming through yeah. at sometimes. Well, Ugh. this movie has a lot of blue lighting as, as on its own. Like on, yeah. yeah. So I just, why, why is this thing in this movie? They needed something lighthearted and some sort of alien species to interact with and be fun. It, but it doesn't, even there, it, it doesn't, doesn't add anything to it. No, it's interesting though. Just yeah. I watching this, I expected it to play a lot bigger role. So there is a deleted scene on the DVD where when they're walking around Chunk. in the future, they see Blarp grown up, and it's it's uh, practical. Huh. Oh, it's, okay. it's, a, it's 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 like a just a bigger, hairier version of Blarp as a practical effect. Yeah, I my biggest big thing with puppet. this is, is like I I get it. Like this is a kids movie. Yeah, right? there was an action figure it's, of it's, this. It's a family movie. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It's not a so children's Look on movie. Gary Oldman's right cheek. Yep. It's blue. Yep. Uh that William had the same lighting effect yep. Uh, yep. earlier in the same scene. So I completely understand that and I this is I'm not going to try to get too ridiculous about this, but being a chill being a family movie, I ex, I just expected Blarp to play a bigger role i guess yeah. i didn't i don't i'm not arguing for it yeah i'm just saying like it doesn't do much it's, so yeah it's interesting because this movie clearly could have had a sequel clearly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there were some event there were like a loose plan of what was going to happen in the movie they were going to make it to the planet okay someone else had already like settled it because of the time jump and whatnot um and I think Penny gets like color changing properties like Blarp. Oh, huh. That and those are like the only details that have really been said about it. Okay. So just like possible ideas. Oh boy, that's yeah, some bad. That's... Look at the grain change. That was yeah. one of the shots. Oof. Yeah, I mean, do you think that they did the grain change behind the CGI to mask the the edges on it's it? It's not. I mean, it's the entire everything in frame. The the entire shot. Right, has... but what I mean is like it. Even back then, that wouldn't have blended well into the background mm-hmm. so by making the background like they're basically doing the soft focus effect with cgi right yes. there, right by changing the film grain see here you even have the seed for like oh we know more about the solar system now because we've we have maps from the future yeah soothing creaking yeah i like these creatures that are about to show up I yes. think they're cool. Uh, yeah, the design is good, but the effects are bad. Yeah. Again, technological limitations. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the sound of that sound. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a terrible line. Yeah. They they get to some really bad cliche lines here. Yeah. This movie is too late for puppetry, but too early to do good looking CG. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I I agree I agree, but also asterisk, you're never too late for good puppetry. Too late is in it is too expensive. Mm. That is what that translates to. Yeah. Mom says, get the hell out of there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. The best, Actually. yeah. <laughs> I love the voice of the robot. Yeah. 
Also, would you like to know the movies that are playing right. tonight? <laughs> Just one to hear the times for. In Theater One, we have <laughs> Death of Stalin, starring <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor and. <laughs> Oof. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Spiders in Space. Today's Jordan spiders. Ferraro's Nightmare. Jeez. Yeah. Zero G spiders. Although clearly there is at least one G in the spaceship. Yes. It d- it is rotating. That's the how hydroponics you, that's place how you, is rotating. Right. Well, that's how you generate gravity. Yeah, right. no, I I know that. The um the hydroponics is we don't know about the rest of the ship. So. Yep. This is every young boy's dream. Yep. Yeah. This would be the coolest thing. <laughs> oh yeah. And this it looks okay. Yeah, this looks pretty that's cool. Yeah. I think that holds also, up. I think it's also a trailer shot. Which oh, was definitely. also a very obvious one coming up. Yeah. So that's okay. They did not have the robot say danger will Robinson in the trailer, right? I can't recall. I don't but that's believe like the, they that's did. like his catchphrase. It's his catchphrase. Yeah. I don't believe they did. I think that I think that was a big deal. Yeah. They eat their wounded. That'll come back and be relevant in seventy two hours. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it'll be it'll come back and be relevant in such a long period of time that one of the characters will literally remind you of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Space docks. Oh. Oh. Space fire alarms or space door closers. Reload. So if you shoot. All right. The... So so here's the uh, Joey gets to be heroic moment. Yeah. Which he doesn't do a bad job. No, at. no, no. He he's he's like uh, he. I think it's it's rather good at it. Like I think it would fit well in today's day and age when you have Chris Pratt now as a yeah. Like if he would have gone like the Chris Pratt route, which he totally could have. He's proto Chris Pratt. He's a failed version of Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. So we'll we'll notice in the next few shots that the spiders are surprisingly symmetrical in their attack on this door. Yeah, but but I do like this like this assembly is cool. sequence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zoom in close. Yeah. Can load a candy raid. We have come space, trailer Iron, moment space here. Iron Man. Yeah. Yep, that was totally a trailer moment. Yep. And it looks good. Like yeah, that looked look like a, that was a good little display of the that. of the retracting tech. I mean, I like the idea. Like he is a trained soldier. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's a major. Well. Yeah. He's been through an apocalypse now. They made him major for this. Yeah. Robot attack door. Ah! Robot win. Yeah. <laughs> like how he spins. <laughs> oh no, my arm. Robot has been disarmed. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, boy, Ryan. Yeah, but the, no, uh, no. do you notice the gun actually is actuating when he's firing it? That's the, pretty cool. It's actually it, it does move back when mm-hmm. it shoots whatever it's shooting. Yeah, yeah the the recoil, the whatever the recoil. Yep, it's surprisingly symmetrical in that damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very OCD spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the little split leg they have. How they're mm-hmm. they have only have three little limbs on the back the side. Limb, no, yeah, they have three legs, but each leg splits into two. Mm. Yeah, they, it's a, it's a nice little design. He slimed me. <laughs> Run. Oh, this is bad. It's all bad. Go away. Oh, that looks rough. Mm. I, again, I'm not going to pick up the CGI too much. Yeah. 
That I like the look of that where they're swarming around everywhere like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's when they're close to the lens. Yep. Robot to the rescue. Yeah. Cool effect still. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never get tired of robot antics. It's funny watching this kid do this because it's very much like playing a VR game nowadays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like for yeah, real. Yeah, the, the PlayStation VR. They're like, ah, oh, they're on me! <laughs> playing uh, Resident Evil, what, 7? Yeah, Resident Evil 7 and also uh, the Until, Until Dawn, Dawn game. Slicer's nice. Spider, no slicing. Spider, no slicing. Spider, no slicing. You got the leg. Oh, poor robot. Yeah. I don't like your design, but I don't want you to die. Literally. The disc. I can't Cybernetic help. flux. I can't help but feel that the discs raising and lowering is just a dude under the table. It's just like, okay, up and down. <laughs> yeah. Huge set. Huge set. 90s chairs. Lycra suit. <laughs> monkey. Space monkey. Space monkey. The best space monkey hmm. is the one that hangs out with the Space Ghost kids. Space mm. Ghost. Bleak. Bleak. Yes. We tried to get George Lowe to record a radio bumper for us when I was in college. Really? Yeah. It did not go successfully. Aw. We got the Homestar Runner guys to do two for us. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, you guys, this is Strong Bad. You're listening to WMTU 91.9 of Hofton. Hofton. And then we just fade out with him trying to say things. That's amazing, Max. Hmm? I said that's amazing. Yes. Those are the most ineffective. Why do they have space fireworks? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, bloop. Oh, there we go. The spiders are just like, loop. All right. So there's a reason for it. I forgot about that. But still, fireworks? Ooh, Wolverine arms. Yeah, so right here, they're not flipping out. So my assumption is that they've seen... Other creatures Other and creatures stuff. Yeah. They know what they know what adamantium is. Yeah, it's adamantium. Mm. They took an A out of it, so it's different. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. It's from Resident Evil Two, so it's it's adamantium. Right. Hey, I like that they're like they'll be through the hole in fifteen fucking seconds, and then the next shot, the All spiders right. are clearly like not even close to getting through the hole. Yeah, I like I like the little like loop. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, energy. Enagi. Acting. Try it sometime, Hurt. Yeah. Why is he so sweaty? Yeah. I mean, everyone else is a mildly sweaty, but they're not that sweaty. <laughs> ah! Spiders. That trailer shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's really bad, shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like someone just like shaking ah. the chair on the stick. That CGI really didn't look all that all that bad. No. Ooh. Ooh. 
Yes, gravity. Yes, yeah, so we have like, the, the, the 90th ship like console control. Yeah, now he drives ever. it like a fucking jet ski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what I've learned from this movie is they should just go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Through the thing. No, it, it's not as totally badass as when Laura Dern does it in Last Jedi. Spoilers. Yeah. Mm. With the like samurai style cut to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> hey, scrape! Like every sci-fi movie in the in the aughts, just, just well, pretty they much stole that from this. <laughs> Any, I'm sure it stole that dramatic from landing else. period in a movie. Oh yeah, that'll slow you down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good now. <laughs> All the flaps. <laughs> look, at, look at how small they are relative to the rest of the ship. Yeah. Ah, ice. So that looks practical. Yeah, it is. This is this is a miniature. Yeah, I, I would bet money. Yep. Most of this is a miniature. Whee! <laughs> Front flip, back flip, five forty nose grab, <laughs> McTwist, <laughs> McTwist, yes, from SSX three, right? The game that Ryan and Baller I became ass game. way too good at. Yeah, those were some twas inhuman twas scores. Twas the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah, <laughs> that was a game that Ryan and I would compete against each other at. And score. <laughs> yeah, in, in a game where our final scores were literally in the millions, you and I would end up within like 300 points of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Video mechanics. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I'm alive. Yep. I, I, I don't think whether or not that they are intelligent, children should be in charge of an entire section of the show. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> Well, they have one robot, so yeah. he's in charge of one robot. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to Penny because she's sick. Like, if she's supposed to be sixteen in this movie, mm-hmm. like that's pretty. If, if she's a, if she's as intelligent, like she, they're, they're portraying her as super intelligent. Yeah, right? yeah. Like a super intelligent sixteen-year-old, you're like, all right, she's probably been in college classes. Like, she knows what she's doing. At this she's point, got three right? years of future space courses. Yeah, mm-hmm. not no 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 not well, um. She not, had three years of like prep work. For not this, Judy said. Yeah. Oh yeah, she did that. Yeah, you're right. So Will though is Will's making to, time machines. Yeah, he's like eight or ten. Is yeah, that what he's supposed to be somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, like, I don't. Doesn't matter how smart you are. You're you're ten. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's an, there's a certain maturity requirement. Yeah. Regardless of other knowledge. I, I like how he just ignores him here. Yep. Yeah. The leather jacket is such a weird. He's the bad boy. Yeah, I mean that's it. It's space cl- Mad Max. Yeah, they're clearly trying to capture like the. World War Two bomber yeah. pilot mm-hmm. deal here, even with the with the, the, the gold insignia. wings, wings and the yeah. insignia on it. Um, he does manage to look completely different than everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, they do a good does. job in that. Um, I'll, I'll appreciate that. So, I think he plays off the family well. Yeah, I'll give him that. Like, Matt LeBlanc doesn't do a terrible job in this. No, it's he's just... not the worst actor by far. No. Yeah, and again, I, I don't fault LeBlanc for this. No. For most of him being too Joey-ish. I think that's just him. Because when he's here, he's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. He's getting, like, he's he, actually He does some good dramatic man. things here, being yeah. like, yes, I, I, I respect you. I know what you're doing. I know what you're all about. But, yeah. hey, this is why I'm here. Let me do my thing. Right. So, 
going into the military aspect of it, I do like that the, the, the yeah, his the wife shows up and is like, "Look, that's some bad fucking green screen here right now, you guys." Yeah, yeah. That she shows up, and she's like, "Quit being men." Yeah, <laughs> this is basically <laughs> what she's saying. She's all put your balls away. Yeah, but to go to the military thing, um, David Schwimmern actually plays on uh, Band of Brothers. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, and yeah. he's Green yeah. Zone and Thirty Rock. But <laughs> yes, he's Green Zone Thirty Rock. Um, but, You're taking away and, easy from me? <laughs> yeah, as David, he's great in Band of Brothers. Everyone's great in Band of Brothers, by the yeah. way. If you haven't watched Band of Brothers, it's you should. Great show. You should, at the end of this, not right now, at right. the end of this episode, <laughs> you should stop and then go watch all of Band of Brothers because it's amazing. It's one yeah. of the. It, it is unbelievable. That's television. a Spielberg thing, right? Yes. It yeah. is so good. It's, it's true. It, it's going to get you to feel what these men felt. It, yeah. It's everything you want out of a tv show yep and he's great in it he is wonderful in it mm-hmm. and i feel like to your point ryan if 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 uh matt leblanc would have been given a shot to have a role like that mm-hmm. yeah i don't think he would have he would have done a bad job at it i, think I don't he either done a no, good job I, with it I, that's I, a cool effect yeah, yeah yeah that looks good that is a bad effect it's not bad, bad. That's, that's a bad, bad. effect. <laughs> <laughs> through, the, through the screen, it was okay. But, but yeah. once even blurred. like, even from a pra- like a reason perspective, like what are they do- what are they looking at? Like, oh, that's bones. Well, yeah. Oh, thanks. They want to make sure it's not just like I don't know. <laughs> what are they looking for? A bag of organs. Yeah. <laughs> you have head pigeons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What are they looking? Go to the nurse. For? <laughs> oh, its fingers are suction cups. That just got weird. Again, it's just why like it doesn't do anything. It's, it's not. It's a it's a cool thing. It's like we have like portable X ray screen. No, no, not the X ray screen. I forget the X ray. The creature blurb. It's not plot relevant. No, it's not. It's not like kids aren't even. It's toy saleable to. relevant. It's, but yeah. it's not even that. Like you're gonna as a kid. I thought it, it was kind of a cool thing. It's like it's a cool space lizard. <laughs> what if it's a monkey? Kid? <laughs> How old were you when this movie came out, Max? Uh, I would have been eight or nine. Okay, so yes. you're close in that realm, right? Yeah. yeah. So that puts us at what, 13, roughly? 13? Yeah, Ish. so we were just out of it. We were just yeah. out of like the toy range on this. But like, it, to me, yeah, if you but were this a kid... Yeah, this was uh, me aging out of action figures. Yeah, if you were a kid... The, here, again, the film game's awful. And you can t- it's all the Blarp-centric scenes. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's them trying to mask the, the, the CG. It's, yeah. trying, it's trying to diminish the contrast between yeah. the live-action footage and the CGI. So be, I, it seems less re- less uh, relevant today that this happens. It seems like they're really much closer to each other. But I remember as a kid that action figures always came out like six to eight weeks before movies came out. Hmm. Mm, maybe, yeah. So, you'd go to the store and like the toys would get you excited for yeah. the movie. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't keeping up as much with movie release dates and toy release dates. I remember, I think the Batman, like Batman and Robin, was the last thing I got like really excited about. Yeah. Um, for toy, toy wise. Um, aside, well, because well, then I transitioned into, into Legos. Yeah. Um. That makes sense. Yeah. Weirdly, the, the, the two sets of toys I remember being very excited for when I was growing up. Uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. And just uh, got, 
I knew I had a friend who was who had a lot of those. B- bless my dad. I feel bad for taking advantage of him, but we were on Mackinac Island of all places, where everything is like eighty percent more expensive than everywhere else. <laughs> because Mackinac Island. And I, I guilted him into buying me a whole bunch of Jurassic Park toys at Mackinac Island when I was little. Oh wow! But I mean, the toys were cool. The fucking car was awesome. And the dinosaurs had like saddle oh, realistic so skin cool. on them and everything. So yeah, Jurassic Park, but also aliens. I remember that I, was the weirdest thing. I was of calling how many alien toys there were yeah. a movie that not at all intended for, not for, for children. Kids. And they had action figures that were not at all part of the movie. No, because right. they were all like alien yeah. stuff. I, I would like call around to toy shit. stores trying to find the rest of the aliens to, yeah. to yeah. flesh out my set. I like this scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Gary Oldman is so sincere in this. He's so sincere. Yeah. He's just. He's just on a different level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, you just, know? And like LeBlanc is just out. trying to be sarcastic. And yeah. And he doesn't... Yeah. He gets there and he's fine, but he's up against Gary Oldman. Oldman yeah, there's no winning. Just, it's just not going to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but yeah, like... I guess to my point on that is as a kid, like if you went out and you got like the Blart action figure, right? Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was like a or big... Blart. Blart, not not Kevin James. On <laughs> 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 a segue... <laughs> On a segue, a yeah, literal segue, right? right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you got that, and like, imagine being like seven or eight, which you can imagine, Max, mm-hmm, yeah, and like not have seen the movie yet, and showing up with like your little your little blurp or whatever mm-hmm. its name is, action figure, and be like, I'm so excited for this movie. I want to see this movie with like the thing that I've been excited yeah. about. And then blurps in it for seven and minutes. <laughs> yeah, like he's not in it at all. Yeah. So. All right, so this is fun. Would you say Lost in Space? I like it again. I like this, this is making scene use of IP. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes use of IP, but it's it's cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a nice co- little scene. It's a nice scene. It's a, it's a cool callback. It shows again that he's not incompetent. Right, mm-hmm. like he's well trained. He's just he's, arrogant. He's arrogant, but he's also not just a straight up meathead. Like right, he's right. studied his history. He's studied exploration. He says he has eight years of flight school, so he'd better know something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. His and, sixth senior year. Right. Unfortunately, for as good as this scene is, and I agree, I do like the scene. I like pretty much everything about it. But this leads into something later in the movie that is just utterly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the callback later in the movie, I didn't, I mean, I didn't mind it too, even, too even, much. Even, that's intellectual property, folks. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I thought it was a f- like a fun little deal, I guess. But from a from a plot perspective, I liked it. From mm-hmm. an actual like the way they execute it perspective is really bad. Mm. Yeah. Also, these two can't draw. No. Hey, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's. it's, it's Refog the window. Art. We need to redo this scene. Yeah. And then and then he just ruins it. Yeah. yeah. Good, when they good cut job, back to Joey. The, yeah. They're about to, yeah, they're about to cut back to Porky in a second. And it looks like he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really disturbing thought, actually. <laughs> Just a sobbing Porky pig. Yeah. 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 But oh well, what you gonna do? Yeah. We're the only single man and woman in this galaxy, so I need to ask, how you doing? How, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, we had to. Yeah. YOLO, no regrets. It's business. It's business time. Business hours are booming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, crying Borky Pig. Uh. 
unsettles me in a deeply emotional way. <laughs> it's just a strange moment here. Yeah, I like that though. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, that, <laughs> that's what I mean by the strange moment. The joystick joke is. Mm. It's not good. No. And almost, well, not almost, but it's just a way overplayed joke thrown against any person who ever operates a joystick in a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like very much that Heather Graham's character is just like not having any of it with, yeah. with Matt LeBlanc. Oh, yeah, I forgot this asshole was in this movie. Yeah. What do you do again? Why are you even here? Yeah. Just has a beard and does Looking dad Looking concerned most Just of the time. Model dad. Right. <laughs> Thank you for doing with my, with my bad singing, by the way. You can serenade me all you want, Max. <laughs> Surprisingly, when I was in Japan, I never actually did any karaoke. I, I've wondered about that. Um because I, it's such a big deal over there. Yeah, like I walk by the places that have like the full on like costume racks. Okay. Like out in the uh in like the lobby, you know, like the high end karaoke places. Okay, yeah. So I know I know our, our our very good friend Dave Ashworth participates in karaoke and has a great time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have the guts to do it, but it just seems like a ton of fun. Yeah. So this is okay, so the pillow whack just then is one of the very few moments where I give a shit about either of these characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, but going back to what you were saying, James, the more I think about it, the more this kind of is like uh, it does have a Fantastic Four feel to it. Yeah. It, it, He's not as science obsessed as Reed Richards no, typically is, though. So. I mean, he he talks about later on that like he just can't even later in the movie. He talks about how he doesn't have the ability to, to talk to his son yet because he has to he has to solve them getting off of the planet. Yeah. So I feel there's... Oh, a, oh God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. That was so bad. Looking through that More fucking window. More tech. Yeah. Um, I like that Blarp literally says Blarp right there. Hmm. Um, yep. It's a Pokemon. Yep. Yeah. So... Not, uh, that's not a bad shot now. No. But what, what does Matt LeBlanc's line even mean in the context of that scene? It's very weird. I don't... I don't know. Um... I see he has some ill-fitting 90s clothing right now. Yep. Basically. The, uh... I really feel like this is just, in the in the tradition of Fantastic Four movies to come after this movie, just a bad Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> <laughs> Subpar sub seven. So we, we talked at length um, about Black Panther. <laughs> That's funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. Just, Moving yeah. the water. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a nice... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, but yeah, the 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 most recent reboot of Fantastic Four. I don't know if either of you guys saw it, but no, it is a complete disaster. Yes, but in typical Fantastic Four fashion, the actor who plays the Human Torch, you know, previously Chris Evans, most recently Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is fucking great as the Human Torch in the most recent iteration, but okay. the movie sucks. Yeah. Yeah, because I like Chris Evans as the Human Torch. In oh, the, he's amazing! He's movie. hilarious. He's, he's <laughs> really abs- funny. He is absolutely charismatic. Yep. Well, Doug I mean, Jones it just did, it, a go jo- did an okay job as Silver Surfer, as it, Doug Jones does. Yeah, I, I think the thing with those two characters, though, Michael B. or not characters, but actors, Michael B. Jordan and Chris Evans, it both shows you why post those movies they went on to be 
other things. Superstars. Yeah. I mean, right. they, they are charismatic, great actors yeah, that are a certainly. lot of fun. No question. Um, Michael B. Jordan, I think, has spread his wings more than Chris Evans already between playing on Creed and um, Oh, yeah. And Killmonger. Creed, Creed, Creed. Those are both those two, two roles wildly were, different roles. Well, those will be like his defining roles of his of his young. The, the Creed role, particularly. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. And I, playing, I, for I, sure. I agree to a point, but, um, but Chris Evans has actually been in a fair amount of things other than Marvel movies since, you know, kind of you know, breaking large yeah. as Cap. Um, I it's just seen that they them. haven't be seen you. mainstream ex- success, really. Okay. Mm. Um, like, like Snowpiercer is a good example. That's a great example, mm, actually. Right? He's yeah. great in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, the line of... I, hate, I I know it. I know it tastes like. I know, I know babies taste best. And I, hate, and I hate that I know that babies taste best. It's, yeah. it's, it's a fantastic so movie, well. and he's great. Yeah, he is great in that. Um, you hear that show's getting a that movie's becoming a TV series? Yeah, I, I don't. know. It doesn't need to be. It Doesn't need to be. I don't unless know how they want to do. Fine. Unless they want to do just like weird, uh, like standalone, standalone uh, episodes, like kind of like a Black Mirror thing, where it's like, yeah, because how the how that movie ends, it's like. Okay, it's not going to be after that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's got to be like early on. Yeah, I guess. So Will's rewards here, his little like you got first place bullshit. Uh, Very sharp. When I yeah, when I watched this for the podcast the other day, I was like, Christ, those things look like you could just shred any material because of how sharp it is. It actually becomes a plot point later in the movie. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> you go, you little bastard. Yeah. Just to circle back, though, on, on Michael B. Jordan one last time, Adonis mm. Creed, the way he plays Adonis Creed is so good. Like, it is, a, like, unbelievably yeah. good. Yeah, I caught, like, the last third of that movie. Um, yeah, and you I can, would love to watch the whole thing. I mean, watching once you watch that whole thing, you really understand why why Coogler plucked. Do you, do you remember Oof, that's a couple great. of years ago on St. Patrick's Day when I was in Madison and texting you? Because they had a they had a Rocky marathon. Yes, and I was drinking in my hotel room, being like, "The story of Rocky is the story of America as it progresses throughout the ages." <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's, it's the scrappy underdog who wins and then gets drunk off its own success and fails. That's deep, Max. Yeah, <laughs> Madison was a lot of fun. Such a like, it's such a family movie turn for a relationship here. Yeah. Where she's like, I hate you, but now we can be friends. Yeah. Sundare. That smile. I think that's what it is, Ryan, that you're talking about. Like he that smile the is Joey the Joey smart. smile. Yeah. Yeah. I uh it's been years, but I would very much like to watch the uh, Matthew Perry, Bruce Campbell, and Elizabeth Hurley film, um, serving Sarah again. Oh boy. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh boy. This boy. is not good at all. No. Okay, so the blue gloves. lighting would make sense on the the nature of that blue dome thing, right. and the, the glass shattering effect there doesn't look terrible. Again, thematically, yeah. I I am on board, but yeah, it's, it's a, a max limitations of the technology. Mm-hmm. But it looks so bad. Um, also, just quick interjection: similar themes now ver- um, compared to the uh, recent release of Annihilation with Natalie Portman, which I found to be extremely entertaining. There, there are some plots. I love pl- you, wife. Pl- I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah, that's yeah. just the stupidest line. It's that is the very pure stupid. dad dialogue. I love you, wife. Come here, squirt. Also, yeah. C- Come here, squirt is a line in a very different, more adult movie. No, um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but no, yeah. that's something my dad had probably has called me. My, my dad would call me sport. Oh, that grain, that film grain, dog. 
So Lord. this movie in length and in content has made me move on to the second beer that I bought. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm tr- yeah mine. Uh, so I met this weird. I bought that glass over. Yeah, I bought a bomber of uh, Unity Vibration. It's their bourbon peach American wild ale. That sounds so good. It's I a wanted kombucha it. ale. Oh, 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 kombucha. Yeah, kombucha. I actually uh, got a message from uh, one of my friends being like, hey, here's some kombucha you should have on your podcast. Yeah. So, Patrick, we are taking your advice and drinking kombucha. I haven't had any yet. Please sweeter than I expected it to be. Um, have you ever had kombucha smell? before? From the smell, it's well, way sweeter have, yeah. than you're going to expect it to be. So I've, uh, I've had a little bit before. See, I've got this quandary right now where I have Fireberry left in my glass, but I really want to drink this other thing. Well, <laughs> I'll I don't pour some in my glass and then... Hey, look, Will Robinson is building the original robot. Robot. Good job. I, I, I do love this scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is happening to me? <laughs> I also like, again, spoilers for this movie that's 20 years old. Um, I like that when we see the future version of Robot with the grown-up Will, mm-hmm. that 95% of Robot is like the classic robot, but they just have the one, the one contemporary arm. robot just arm like glued to him. Yeah. <laughs> we got a spare. This is like dialogue out of the tick. Yes, it right. is. I also... But this does not compute. I, I have trouble... This danger boat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or, 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 or the tick thinks he's a robot. Sorry if you haven't watched the second yes. half of season one. Maybe. <laughs> I have a... I, I like the scene. I do. I do like the scene. But I have a hard time believing that Will Robinson gives a single fuck about baseball. Maybe it's space baseball. Maybe he likes it's, the physics of it's it. It's Blurns Ball. It's basketball. Basketball. Oh, ha, ha. Yeah, robot is great. I I mean, for the female roles in this movie, they they do. I mean, they're involved. Yeah, they're 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 strong. Extremely technical. Yep. His uh, Maureen is a professor. Uh, Judy's a doctor, and Penny is some video mechanics person. This is. I mean, this is a fairly endearing shot, as most yeah. of these are with, with Penny Vision. Yeah. Space goth. I remember <laughs> thinking Penny was very cute when I was young. I think that's yeah, what you're supposed same. to think as a child. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as 13-year-old Ryan, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I, I don't think... Um, I can't... I honestly can't remember her name right now. Um, the actress Judy, plays Penny? Judy's actress. Heather Graham. Oh, Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. Heather Graham is for the... Like for the lack of a better words, is, is for like the twenties or like the dads, right? Yeah, um, yeah, because she she would play an Austin Powers girl, yeah, Felicity yeah, Shagwell, to, yeah, Felicity Shagwell. What is the name? I can't remember. I can remember Goldmember. What the hell is the name of this? The spy who shagged me. That's what it was. The no, that was me. the rumored. Oh, 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 yeah. That was I'm trying to remember the movie title. Title of the second one. Yeah. The second one is Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. yeah. the The rumored title of the fourth Austin Powers movie, movie would have been For Your Thighs Only. <laughs> nice. That would have been great. Um, did uh So it must have been that ah! that faux oh, Indi- India movie that he made that killed the fourth Austin. The Love movie. Guru? Oh, the, the Love, Love Guru? Guru? Justin Timberlake? Ter- I heard it's terrible. Yeah, I heard it's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, just glued I never on. saw it. Um, but I think that's what killed <laughs> I love his career, this actually. I will tell you a joke. I think so because he hasn't really done Anything <laughs> after that besides uh, this kills me. Inglorious Bastards. Bastards, yeah, yeah. which and was a great cameo. Man, uh, uh, Operation Kino. Operation Kino. This is 
this is great. This yeah. scene with the kid is so great from Gary Oldman. Just manipulative and mm-hmm. everything you want out of it. And you know, actually, we've gone through quite a bit of movie without Gary Oldman. Yes, we right have. Now. Yes. Good half hour. They put yeah. him in his... T- in or his at least it feels like a half hour. Yeah, they put him in his tantrum pod. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tantrum pod. <laughs> the angry dome from Futurama. Yeah. Oh, sweet. No, this, uh, this, kombu- this, this kombucha is pretty good. Um, Urban Rest in Ferndale, uh, as well as being just a, a very solid brewery, also makes like, kombucha. So next time you're around, give it a shot. Go ahead, Ryan. You can finish it. Okay, yeah, I've, I've got a, I've got a good amount. Yeah, you yep. got a fair port. Yep. 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 I'm fair. Right. Yep. You all heard it. Yep. All one person listening to the podcast. No, we we <laughs> average a a number. A person rated. and a half. We, we we average a double digit number for <laughs> listeners of the podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you, any any and all folks who are listening. This is yes. just so much fun. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's. This is a great scene. Um. Go ahead and, and just kind of watch this, yep. I guess. There's not much yeah. we can say about it. Uh, Other than this kombucha is good. Yeah. It's so not good, It's not too sweet. I'm glad I just have this about six ounce pour from that yeah. bottle. It doesn't taste like it smells at all. It smells Ooh, way more it, sour than mm. it actually tastes. It might be the combination of the barrel, the tannins from the barrel and the peach. Maybe. I mean, it tastes it tastes very much like a peach. The peach flavor comes way out in the taste. Oh, this yes. is really good. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't come out in the smell at all. Uh, I agree. I mean, they're both very pleasant. Yeah, but they're very distinct and not what I thought it was going to taste. Yeah, like. if if somebody would not have called this a wild ale, I wouldn't have thought that it would have been a wild ale. It's that sweet. Mm, okay. Oh, this is good. This is really... I'm going to tr- have Kayla try this. She might like this. Mm, this is yummy. I, good work, James. To, get, to give you an idea of where I am in this in this evening, I just tried to smell my beer and smelled the microphone instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> notes of plastic and metal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is someone who paints. That's the equivalent of drinking your paint water when you have a drink yeah. next to it. Whoops. Whoops. How many times have you done that? A lot. <laughs> Fucking Gary Oldman. Yes. The most such doctor. a good face right there. Yeah. Yeah, he That shot doesn't belong in this movie. That shot's too no. good of a shot for this movie. The Gary yep. Oldman one? Yes, right there. Also now we have the uh Oof. farting plant zone, right. which look like butts. Yep. They look like inverted scrotums. They look like fuzzy Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> I like e- all three email us at Good Brews Bad Views Podcast <laughs> but and what tell you us think what you think like. these look like. Yeah. <laughs> That is our email address, right? Good risk. Okay, just triple check it. (laughs) (laughs) I have been drinking since, I don't know, hours ago. All right, so I will say I appreciate... Since 5 p.m. It's about... (laughs) No, since 3. We've been drinking since since (laughs) 3. I I will say I appreciate this scene from the fact that it's all practical. Aside from the bop. Yeah, the blob. Yeah, it was a nice little, like, scrotum sprouts. So (laughs) that's one of the things... and. When when the movie came out, let's Ooh, to compare the so two good. movies. Both of these movies came out, and both of them were panned, but one has become a cult hit, and that's Galaxy Quest. I haven't watched that in so, years, and I should. Galaxy Quest does way, way, way more with the practical in the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to this does. It also, it, honestly, and it's tongue in cheek, and it's it's Star Trek, and there's, I mean, I know it has in the in the column for like yes, it's got way more checks than this one does yeah, already, yeah. But 
I present to you the idea that if this movie had more practical effects on planet or on the ship, it would be more well loved now. I I I don't I, think the effects are what make this movie a problem. Uh, I feel tonally this movie's kind of a little bit all over the place because it's very much like exploration and science when it's like the future is set and it is terrible. Our planet is dying. I. I agree Space with... Space spiders. <laughs> yeah. I agree with both of you. Good shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah this is a cool... Ominous little thing. This, yeah. I think, Ryan, you and I talked about this. This is where the movie suddenly gets really good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also where the movie gets really dark. It does get really dark, but it's really good. Yeah. This twist is amazing. This is a great... I guess, yeah, because you, you, you don't see it coming. No, this twist is way better than this movie deserves. Right. The, I mean, again, plot-wise and narrative-wise, it's actually really great. It's yeah. just the, you know... What has been actualized onto what we're watching is not <laughs> yeah. what it deserves. Um, but yeah, it, just with the comments we were making a moment ago, I uh, I, I agree um, that had it had a lot more emphasis been placed on practical effects, this movie may have been received a little better than it was. But I also, th- again, comparing to Galaxy Quest, I think that overall the cast in Galaxy Quest is a lot more. Oh, they work so in, much in, better. Independent there's, of time. They you know, work so much better together. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've got Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony yeah. Shalhoub. You, these are... Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah, I mean, that that cast is a lot more conducive to the longevity of, you know, the relevance of the movie right. and the, now, the entertainment Tim value Allen, of now, it. Now, there's a guy who's had a very interesting career. That's... Yeah, he has. To say the least, yeah. <laughs> there's also a guy who benefited very much from being a white man. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So cocaine bus. You've, you've seen the photo of yeah. him getting busted. Yep. Oh yeah. So, but the reason I That's say right, that, right, everyone, Buzz Lightyear did cocaine. Yeah. The reason I say that is that like health cocaine. Th- yeah. Mm-hmm. This this end well, of the movie probably both. I think you could you could pluck this end to the movie and pretty much drop it into a modern day movie, and outside of the weird little time travel portal, it and the uh, the monster, mm-hmm. it would work. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a. So, and I think that's what what one of the reasons. It's, like, it's a. It's a. It is a good. Third act. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely. A really good. Third probably act. the strongest one in the movie. Yeah. It is. It is also. Ref- is it is also of all refreshing the third movie. from a modern <laughs> standpoint in that it is not. I'm turning James off. Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm adding that to the list of GBB drinking games of when Ryan's like I'm turning James <laughs> off. <laughs> The other list is the other item is when James complains about the weather, um, <laughs> but no, no. Th- um, this third act is very, very refreshing from a modern standpoint in the sense that it is not a CGI schlock fest. Yeah, yeah, that even looks good. Yeah, I yeah. like how that uh, looks. Uh, I, I, no, it's a nice big set here. the The CGI is minimal. Yep. It's like the arc reaction from Iron Man 1. So to, to pull back to my Expanse thing, um, this character plays Anderson Dawes on... This actor? Uh, this actor does, plays Anderson Dawes on The Expanse, who's an amazing actor, and I love the fact that he showed up in this movie because he's so good. He's so good as old Billy. I or Billy, And I know, William, I've, I know I've seen him in other stuff too, and I can't put my finger on it. Uh, he, he showed up he, in Fringe? Sure. Um, he's, a, he's a fairly That's ubiquitous... Harris. Yeah. A fairly ubiquitous kind of, you know... Supporting, supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he typically plays a leader or a uh, lieutenant of the of like an enemy faction. He plays Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows. 
Oh, yeah, he's super good. That's great. Oh, he's yeah. he's a he's a wonderful actor. I I love that he shows up here. Um, Moriarty. Mm-hmm. I I think that he in a lot of ways steals a lot of these end scenes. Um, and then I will say once, uh, spoiler alert: once uh, Spider Smith Spider Smith shows up, he is really creepy and really great when he keeps the robe on. I wish he would have never yeah, taken when, a robe when the robe I totally agree. When the robe comes off, I, it's kind of shattered. I think it was just the... Yeah. Well, spoilers. I think it was just to show the uh, extent to which he had transformed. Yeah, I get it. Because like, there's hints at like, yeah. what had happened. Yeah. But that's kind of... I agree. I, I, I don't disagree. But I think it's way more potent um, from what the audience sees to keep him under the cloak for the rest of the movie. To yeah. imply that he... you know. He's probably completely different under that cloak. Clearly, yeah, from his I, height, I his stature, I think it's frame. more of from a family movie. I get the reason why they uncloak him because it's like they have to be. It's, it's, it's the hit. big reveal. It's for kids, and it also ties into the plot point with the first prize. You know, rewards. Actually. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get why they take the cloak off, but from a character design standpoint, he looks great with the cloak on. He yeah. is. Infinitely more ominous with yes. the cloak on. Yeah, he really, really. So is. I, I, I want your guys' opinion on something. So I, I almost think getting the movie is kind of wrapping still up like here. Forty minutes left of this damn movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck my you life. You think you're like, oh yeah, we're getting to the end. No, no, we are not. Um, so he's I, sweaty again, by the way. For, right, Perpetu- perpetually sweat. sweaty. Perpetually sweat. I'm sweaty. I, I, I kind of think this move. Scrotum. This entire movie could have removed. Um, Father, uh, Father Robinson from the movie almost completely, and he could have been like a point of just verbal reference for most of the family, because he adds nothing when he's on screen. He adds nothing to this movie. Yeah, um, and, and almost like float in and out of their lives and stay, yeah. stay in his lab or right. constantly working away from them. And then he is Reed Richards. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. He, yeah, and maybe even some. I guess some. To stretch it a bit, to maybe make some like stretch flashbacks, it, like, like Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> there it is. Well, I mean, <laughs> but he he adds nothing. He, His physical presence to these scenes could have been written in such a way where he, he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter at he all. He matters he here. He matters here, and it could have been someone he, else. Um, yeah, but changing what my my father never did come back for me, like yelling at his mom. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's he doesn't matter. He's well, a I, I think in comparison, like the other two, ac- other two like male leads or supporting roles, fucking Gary Oldman, Oldman man. Yeah. and Matt LeBlanc, they each have something distinct about their personality, or or about their portrayal or, or these characters or whatever. And William Hurt's just kind of there. Yeah, he's there for narrative purposes. He's there to be the the patriarch of the family. Like this, but movie uh, yeah. doesn't. Yeah, separate from the boombox, major. Right. I, I guess my point is, William Hurt's character and the idea of it, and the 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 ramifications of his absenteeism as a father, um, are important to the narrative. But we don't need William Hurt's present to su- presence to support it. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, it's almost more. Are you trying to say it's almost be more powerful if he wasn't around? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the that that's the discussion of how Major West keeps mentioning William Hurt's father mm-hmm. like oh your father gave you know this was the 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 art of war by yeah you know, robinson family or whatever also robinson 
Robinson with Tommy Robinson, <laughs> the the family that goes off and gets lost on an island. Robinson Crusoe? No. <laughs> From the movies or the book Swiss Tommy Robinson of the Swiss Yeah. You know. Yep. Which I didn't really connect until like I watched this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. suppose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Instead of pirates, they deal with so, space spiders. Right. I'm yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Um, the first time I watched this movie, and then the second time I watched this movie just this week. Um, it's it's coming up in a moment here when we see Future Smith. These two are so good on screen together. Yeah, they 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 play off each other well. Oh, yes. so it's is, so good. That still looks good. He is. I can't tell. Is it, is it CG? I don't think so. I think it's a it's a it's very a well done mix of both. This is a la like, Jurassic Park, a la Chew, Chewbacca's face, right? And from the most recent Star Wars. And I'll, I'll be honest, um, I, I was kind of duped again on my original viewing, and then the subsequent one, subsequent one this week. I was very excited for the redemption of this character. I was yeah. really i at the at the prospect of him being truly redeemed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And again, spoilers, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's so menacing with his cloak yes. on. Yeah, it's actually very disturbing. Yeah, I, I love everything about the design. You can tell that his robe is made up of multiple suits, like the of the like the spacesuits or whatever. Yeah, it's such a cool design. There, like you don't need the reveal. If I, I think that if this isn't a family movie, they don't reveal him. Right, and this. Everything that Smith talks about after throwing his past self out the fucking window, yeah, I I, I believe this. Like I bought it mm-hmm. as the audience. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. I was, I was buying into his tale. Yeah, and they so, and they've already established that like, oh, this will happen no matter what we do. Yeah, so there's no like, oh, we accidentally killed the past Smith. This future doesn't exist. So, right. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little narrative. I mean, he's not dead. Like, even that. Like he's so creepy and yeah. cool, but it, no, but it was it's a nice little like narrative like oh fixed point in time like Doctor Who does all the time right? yeah, with uh, another great actor there the fixed point in time who plays uh, Captain Jack. Uh, oh, um, Harkness. Harkness. Yep. Yeah, I know. Which, uh, what's his name? From Torchwood and yeah. Arrow. And uh, Arrow. Mervin Mar. Mervyn Merlin? I don't know what it guys. Yeah, he plays he plays Merlin. Someone will follow it. It's not yeah. going to be me because I haven't watched that show. Yeah. Um, I will look. I it know up. which actor you're talking about. Bisexual uh, in space. <laughs> Even younger me was like, "All right, this is too much." <laughs> up, just. I see him appealing. hanging out with Jake Lloyd a lot. <laughs> just appealing to the robot's heart. Yeah. <laughs> Every line delivered by the voice actor for the robot is perfect. I, I, it's <laughs> uh, John Barrowman. Yeah, Jackson. that's what it is. Yeah, that is a he's another great actor, by the way. Um, but the the future Billy and the um Billy Jesus um <laughs> just call him Billy because it's insulting. Yeah. Um, and uh, Gary Oldman on screen. That's a great acting moment. They're so yeah. good together. Yeah. Yep. No, ah! I'm just. I mean, it makes sense for movies, but the idea that a, a robot would be incapable of internal monologue, like, there's no reason to just describe every fucking thing that you're doing. Yeah, it makes it, it would make it like much more menacing. Yeah, it's like um, 
for episode one, there's what's known as the phantom edit, where they remove all of the dialogue of the droids. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a bunch of other things, like the journey through the planet's core. Oh, my yeah. God. This is... And it, uh, it just... It, it vastly improves the movie because it makes yeah. it much more in line with the original okay. uh, Star Wars. So we've talked about CGI in this movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I've heard that the pod racing CGI holds up still. It does. It does. And that it uh, that's one of the that even when I watched it, that was one of the better scenes was the pod racing. Um, scene. It's yeah. because you see the you see them as well. You at least see Anakin's pod racer as a practical. Yeah, um, uh, prop. Well, for and a even few, for a few scenes, and even from an acting standpoint, like it's a really cool, fun scene. Like it's a lot of fun, yeah. of, Like fun Star Wars stuff. It's, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's clear having watched. Kayla and I watched that somewhat recently. All the first three episodes. Um, <laughs> and it's clear why the pod racing scene spawned a game, a, game, a full yeah. So good. Game. I love that game. I remember we... Why would you have that? <laughs> yeah. Of all the things you could scavenge to make a weapon out of, a fucking trophy? I don't I remember know. back when you could um, rent an N64 from Blockbuster. Yes. Oh, yes. We, we, I, we rented one, and I, and I got pod racing. What a it. stressful experience in... A spe- words. Experience. Renting a console from Blockbuster. Yeah. That was always an ordeal, man. I didn't handle that. My, my parents did. I did it a few times. <laughs> I like that. He's still breathing. Like, they're just disappointed that yeah. he's still alive. Yeah. I hate Boop. this. The I hate this, what's happening. It hasn't happened yet. Yep, don't, okay. Don't okay. need this. Don't need and the then, dialogue. Look at then, that grain. Oh, yeah. yeah. That film Fucking then, Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. <laughs> they didn't even mention Daffy Duck no in one, their talk. No one has Daffy Duck rockets. I'm sorry. <laughs> It doesn't make any some, sense. Well, some good it, pyrotechnics it, in it the future. It does call back to your fireworks joke, right? Here's yeah. some good, good. This is Indiana Jones level of uh, special effects here, yeah. but I'm no, okay this is with good. it. This again, this holds up for the most part. Yeah. That's pretty bad there with the collapsing I, but, landscape. But so I guess that goes back to my 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 point with um with Galaxy Quest, right? Because Galaxy Quest is a love note to the original Star Trek. Yeah. Not Next Generation, the original Star Trek with mm-hmm. all its camp and everything else. And you mentioned, Max, that this this TV show was super campy. Yeah. Right? That, again, Fucking Smith. so good. Oh, it's great. Um, but good sound design. If, if this show would have, if monster. this movie would have gone more campy, I really wonder if there would have been a resurgence in, lo- in, in people wanting in love for it. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's such a good actor. Like the subtle smiles and and yeah, and his, and, his eye movement, eye movement, yeah, everything. So I think that Smith here, the suit is practical and the face is CGI. I think it's a practical face that they CGI into the suit. Yeah, probably. That's my guess on it. Probably. It's. It's so cool. The, it's so The cloak good. is great. Hmm. And I, I, in, it's just. I like I'm, the sec. I like the suggestion that there's a second hand. Right. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a couple of little suggestions that he's got more than four limbs. Yep. And it's great. I mean, Gary Oldman does a great job of just having a distinctly monstrous way of speaking. Now, like he, he doesn't. Yeah. Speak it's, it's because the same he has way. the the very. Um, Refined upper crust, uh, not Shakespearean, but 
high society tone yeah, in comparison bougie, with everyone's uh, he's very bourgeois like, I, yeah, his his bougie voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just ruins it. Yeah, this looks it's so this bad. Is unfortunate. Oh I I know it's twenty years old, but in theory it's not No Max. Uh, this should have always been kept under the cloak. You could have this this scene and how it <laughs> he, extends is so bad. Check my butt out. He, um, he, he's no the longer old menacing. Spider. He's not menacing at all anymore. Yeah, it's because of the wiry structure. They go to capture to to um compared to the actual spider. But like, if they would have, if they maybe would have showed the extra limbs coming out, yeah, of the robes, I'd be okay they, with that. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where where I was going. They could have executed a lot of this final sequence with him still in the cloak and still being, you know, effectively menacing and ominous, mm-hmm. but still also conveyed these other suggestions about his, his anatomy and the, the plot twist that we're about to see the plot yeah. device with the egg sack. And they could have done that and still kept him in the cloak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The face on the long neck. He just does like he does. Like you said, he's so wiry. That yeah. One of the things that's great when he's in the cloak is he looks he has really big. big. Yeah. He's massive. He he takes up the screen. Mm-hmm. So part of me thinks they're trying to go alien queen here. That's what this yeah. feels like to me. Yeah. It's got the same alien large queen shape. plus emperor. Ah, take the first place. Yeah. Um but they it just the alien queen is so much bigger. Like she, Ali- she, yeah, she, Alien Queen was a nine-foot puppet. Yeah, but she takes up space, right? Yeah. You never feel like he's taking up space at all. No, no. It looks like, you know, he has the... Except when he's standing with his legs very spread like that. Yeah. Um, It's very oh, much look, like you, you are just as wide as an actual human, if less, if not less. Yeah. Oh, no! Time Donut eats you! That was really risky on his part. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just like knocked him into the past. And, and yeah, been, and been well, he could have been taken along for the ride. Yeah, you know, because presumably, if you if there's only Saved enough time by the to dog chain. Yeah, if there's only enough power to send one of you through. If one goes through before the other, do you just like get eaten up by energy? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm not Those are questions we're never getting it, answered. But like, that seems like what would presumably happen. What happened to him would have happened to you, right? right. Yeah. The um one of the reasons I like with the long hair here is that they're they're clearly trying to have have uh, Will Robinson look like a that's a bad film grain but yeah like it like his dad look like his dad but yeah like a, like a they, derelict version I think they of his do father, a good right? job with that yeah they do a good job with that so I maybe even the, even even with the high the high uh, forehead all right yep. maybe nitpicking a, a little too much even for this movie oh so we. We watched Will Rob the you know future Will Robinson kind of comes to the realization that he has been used right yes, yes. over twenty years I, I find that given the intelligence that is implied Will Robinson has at a very young age that this scenario is not something he would have come across way way sooner yeah I can see him getting well, tricked as a child because he does we he's watch very him naive tri- we watch him get tricked as a right, child but this is what 20 years but I after think your the point fact? is like at 15 or 16 yeah he would have like, yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah why are you turning into a spider yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that was another plot point of the sequels they're gonna try to stop Smith from becoming spider Smith oh okay 
because he's not Spider Smith yet because he's yes. still breathing, right? He's still, he's still alive. Yeah. Also, they brought Future Robot onto the ship, and he's still making a robot, so there would be two robots. Which I want to see the robots talking to each other. <laughs> I am from the future. Dual I robot saw action. Smith kill all of the other family. <laughs> you cannot trust him. <laughs> I I mean, that's an interesting plot point, actually, right? Yeah. Future characters talking to themselves? Yeah. Like Spock and Spock <laughs> in the new Star Trek. Yes, so... Actually, let's talk about the new Star Trek because I think there's a lot of parallels between this movie and the new Star Trek. Okay. Um, Which one? The the newest? The, no, the original new Star Trek. Oh, okay. So, so the, the, the 2011 J. J. Abrams, one. The J.J. Abrams first movie. With Chris Lenzer, Pine. Chris Pine and everybody Zachary else. Quinto and... Yep. What, Joe's... Simon Pegg. Yep. So, Sancho, so they Simon pulled Pegg. in a lot of ways in the Zoe same Saldana. manner. Zoe Yes, Carl thank Urban. you. Um... Yeah, Carl Zoe Urban. Yeah, Carl. Oh. So in the same way as this movie, they pulled a lot of actor. They pulled some actors out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Some of these people we don't know, which is what the new Star Trek did also. But it Star also Wars. pulled some... No, Star Trek. You said, but also the new... I'm talking oh, Star Trek. Oh, this movie pulled actors out of nowhere. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Just Continue. like how the new Star Trek did. And both of these movies... Well, one of the things with the with the new Star Trek, the new Star Trek was was supposed to be we make this movie and then we go into a series. They were trying to turn that around, and then Paramount and CBS couldn't agree to the rights. Okay, is what happened. It would. That's a cool. I love this plot twist here. Again, another plot yeah. twist. It's so good. This whole third act is amazing. Yeah, I love this third act from the from the most of the of this of the and again, set, scene state yeah. scene setting. If you remove William Hurt from this scene, it's still fine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I think there's a lot of parallels between the new Star Trek and, the, and this movie. I really do. Both of them were clearly setting up for more, right? You talked about it, Max. There's a sequel that's supposed to come after this. The new Star Trek was supposed to set up a series that never happened because two corporations couldn't agree on how much money the uh, each other would get. Mm-hmm. That's literally the argument they had about was, was profit that's, splitting. That, that's most arguments. Because they specifically designed it that way, J.J. Abrams and the and the casting organization plucked people who were up and coming but not yet huge, mm-hmm. because they figured they could transition them to TV way easier than they could transition them to, or way, much easier from TV than, to from, movie from movie. Instead of pulling people from movie to TV, they grab people who were trying to step into movie and instead say, "Hey, we can put you on TV and put you on probably the biggest TV show that's going to come out this season." Mm-hmm. If a that's new not Game of Thrones, it, right? <laughs> but it, it, it might be Game of Thrones. Oh no, no, that was the same year as Game of Thrones. But even the same way, if if a TV, TV show came out not on CBS's, whoops, pushed him too far. Pushed, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CBS. <laughs> oh, C- oh yeah. guess I got to go back now. Hope my younger self believes that I'm the real. <laughs> yeah. CBS's weird, like paywalled off streaming service. Yeah. A new Star Trek on TV, at least the first two or three episodes, is probably going to be the biggest draw on TV outside of probably Game of Thrones right now, right? Yeah. It, I mean, people are going to flock to it. Yeah, so, and that's why I come back to 2019. So, Grabbing those people, grabbing people that were up and coming and being like, Chris Pine is going to be on this, Carl Urban is going to be on this, Simon Pegg, you know these people, and they're going to be on here. That would make sense, right? They could pull, if they would have pulled... Um, he was trying to go for a TV, a movie, a movie career right now, right? But if, if um, 
Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc could have escaped, could have gotten terminal velocity, or escape velocity, I should say, to get away from from friends. Mm-hmm. I think he would. This is his goal right now, right? He was trying to get off of friends here, right? Yeah. I, so if I he can't, I can't speak to the amount of Matt LeBlanc that's in this amount of friends, this period of friends, so. right? But if he would have escaped friends. Even to another TV show mm-hmm. that wasn't friend centric, because he he there was a spinoff called Joey. I think there was. It lasted two years. It lasted two years. Yeah, but if if they would have been able to turn this into a TV show that would have been more darker and an adult, yeah, I don't. See I would have tuned in. Fist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to tell you what that was. Bye. I don't see a failure there. I think that these both of these movies were trying to do very much the same thing, and neither. And it's interesting to me that neither succeeded for for this for similar or for different reasons. That this bombed, and the new Star Trek didn't bomb at all. It did well. It's a way better movie. It's a way better movie. I really enjoy the new Star Trek. I know there's a lot of people who don't because the, they're very the Star new, Trek purists. By new Star Trek, you mean the first of the the, the first, first of the, the series, the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, with Chris Pine. With Chris Pine. Was, yeah. With yeah, and also Chris Hemsworth, by the way, who plays right. his father. Right. Um, no. Yeah. Yep. So. It, they they fail for for different reasons um, in in their ultimate goal, right? Yes. The ultimate goal for this movie probably would have been to have a sequel, like you talked about. Sure. Maybe not a TV show. Mm-hmm. But they both, Genesis wise, come about in very much the same way. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I um, it's. Uh, you know, watching this, I was thinking about how we we knock the aughts or the late aughts or the early teens of 21st century for being like adapt, um, adaptation crazy. But when you look like the more and more I look back in the nineties and it was like, no, they were just as bad. Yeah, it's yeah. just as bad for sure. I think what a lot of it was, was that the late nineties were so bad. Like the adaptations were so bad. None of them stuck. That none of them stuck at all. Sure. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, and I think part of the problem with the new Star oh Trek series is that the first movie was great. I really, really enjoyed the first movie. I'll defend the second movie, and I know a lot of people actually liked the third movie. I, I didn't, like didn't see the third. I one. didn't at all. I, I thought Again, the second, jet ski driving. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. I thought the second movie was better than the third movie. This is this scene. Looks, That's correct. This I scene agree. looks good. I'm go, sorry. Just going back yeah. to the movie. No, at this hand. looks good. This looks. Yeah, fine. this isn't bad. I figure you know you know as far as like this is your CGI climax, jet but ski. it's not. It's not that it's weird, but okay. Yeah. It's, ex- it's I think that's, that's a, a mini. That's why. I think that's a model on CGI green screen. Yeah, but um, so there's a lot of CGI in this final scene of the movie, but it's not excessive that you would that I associate with with movies of today. So I think that's why like this this last scene is just fine. I mean, yeah, it, it looks dated, models. but but it's it's only a model. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quiet, <laughs> quiet you. Um, yeah, I mean. Just real quickly on the new Star Treks. Yeah, the first and second, which are the two directed by J.J. Abrams, I liked a lot. I very much liked the second one. The third one was eh at best. But, uh, yeah, I liked the first two a lot. Benedict Cumberbatch was, you know, canon aside versus the original version of Khan. I thought he was great as Khan. But whatever. I was like, Graham, give me a kiss. Everyone is sweaty. Oh, everyone is sweaty. It's Jesus. getting hot in here. So sweat your all your clothes. 
the, the family looking like weirdly over there is kind of mm, strange. Yeah. <laughs> the eyebrow wiggle that uh, Penny gives right yeah. there is pretty good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. There's the uh, cheesy 1950s or 1960s space in the background again, Ryan. The like, like the the green and the blue. That's yeah. I mean that's straight. That is straight out of Star Trek. Hey guys, remember Blarp? Yeah. Oh yeah, this thing's <laughs> a part of the movie, guys. Blarp serves no purpose. You could completely remove Blarp and be okay. Yeah, Blarp and uh, Father Robinson. I'd rather see. <laughs> <laughs> I want this movie narrated by robot. And then oh, the yeah. Robinsons went I into space that. and I tried to kill them if this because I was robot. a robot. Yes, if this movie had a director's commentary with robot doing the voice, I would watch that. <laughs> Here you see me as a robot caring about baseball. <laughs> Why does Will Robinson care about baseball? He does not look like someone who cares about baseball. And what that, a is sh- a nice, that is a nice final line by Will Robinson. Cool. Just cool. Yeah. Also a trailer moment. Um, also... What a disgusting set of end credits. This is like spawned here. This well, is bad. So this speaks into something I forgot to talk about in this movie. Probation 90s-ness? No. This movie has really bad music. The The original soundtrack's okay. <sighs> so it's just like there's a part of this movie that is literally Hanna-Barbera music. That's probably... So here, we have like, here we have this? like a... This is the original theme with like the, the the electronic background. Yeah, but it's awful when they start throwing the, <laughs> the quotes over it from the movie. You know, it, I've tuned it's, out by this. It's point. disgusting. It's I, so bad. But it's funny that you bring the soundtrack up because I'm going to be honest. Watching this movie twice in the past couple days, right now, I paid zero attention. Or let me say that differently: the soundtrack demanded none of my attention it's throughout very most of the movie. It's it means nothing. It's meaningless. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's um, it's uh, Diet John Williams. Not like sh- like during that end sequence. That's throughout generous. Watching, throughout watching yeah. this movie again is the first time I re- I picked up on the soundtrack playing in the background. I mean, I mean, I use Hanna Barbera very specifically because there's parts in this movie where it feels like it is like Elmer Fudd should be walking around. I know that's from that's not Hanna Barbera. I'm hunting spiders. Yeah, it's just it's like cartoon level old symphony music. It's Mm. just atrocious. Yeah. For a movie that was supposed to be the big blockbuster, right? This was the this not it, oh, yeah. it opened at number one in Titanic. Th- it opened at number one, so yeah. It, the music is just atrocious. Well, I and uh, again, you mentioned the creature I, shop for the animatronics in this. I don't remember any of the music in this <laughs> movie except for right now, and the right now good is job, very Vin bad. Burnham, you designed good space outfits. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. Well, because I, I like the space outfits because they look like space outfits without looking They're look looking moder- like. Nazi outfits, which is oftentimes what right. happens with space outfits. Yeah, this Hugo Boss budget of eighty million, uh, box office one thirty six. So, okay, right. so just short of being successful. Yeah. I wonder how much twenty one- twenty million in the opening weekend. I was gonna say, I wonder how much of that was Jesus opening weekend. Christ, I don't know yeah. what's going on with the soundtrack right now. I mean, it's the end credits, but still, hoof. Yep. it's bad. This I took my headphones bad. off because it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, this a lot of the um, reviews were, you know, campy or what did 
not campy. Missed a lot of the charm of the original series. Um, just the dumb kind of shoot 'em up, dim-witted. So I think that's interesting because nowadays when they reboot something, it's like we're gonna do a gritty reboot. Yeah, and this was the gritty. This was an the gr- adult movie. This was the gritty reboot. Because yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything for you for you here, Ryan. But they just released the rating for the uh, Avengers Age or Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It is an R-rated movie. What? Wow. What? I saw. I I may be fully mistaken on that, but I saw I'm that gonna, today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an eye on that because that the that the first that cut, seems unlikely. The first submitted cut of that movie is an R-rated movie. Okay. All right. Interesting. Some um, homework for me. So, to our listener, about that, this, Max, is, this is we are from the past. Yeah, <laughs> so, you. It is mid-April. Yeah, so yeah. we'll look that up right now. But I think that's a good discussion. I, that's an interesting discussion to have because a lot of the reboots that we have now are it's, those words are specifically taken. Right, we are going to make a a gritty reboot of this thing. Do you think this movie would have been if they cleaned up the CGI? Right. Take the CGI as it is now and make it modern CGI. Do you think this movie's better received today? Uh, th- I mean, this is rehashing what we talked about. I don't know, thirty minutes ago. But I, I think yes. I think I think with better CGI, this this movie is more well received. But I don't think that's the that's the main problem this movie has. No, no, no. But I like from a, <laughs> from a thematic standpoint and from a from the way that it's shot and everything taken that we talked about the Netflix mo- Netflix series it mm-hmm. looks like it's a lot darker it looks like it's at least as dark as this show, as this movie mm-hmm. right so do you from that sense this was almost ahead of its time mm-hmm. question mark question mark <laughs> yeah. i mean not not to give it more credit than it deserves but it tried to pull back from the campiness of the, of the source material yeah right? yeah and and maybe that was back when a lot of people um, just wanted to uh, just get what they had before. So right. I follow a guy who does some board game board games that I really like um, on Twitter. His name's Grant Rodiak, and he's also a, a uh, I believe he's a producer for or director for The Sims, right? Mm, and okay. he talks consistently about how hard it is for them to release new games because everyone wants everything to be the same but also be different. Mm. But different but better? Different but better. But also have all the things that they had before and love, but better. There are, there are so many analogs to that discussion. Right, <laughs> right. So, yeah. so, Just in so many facets of life. It seems interesting that that's the complaint about this, right? It, was, it, wasn't, what, it wasn't the same. See, I mean that, and that's where I I think that our positions, being as you know, somewhat younger men, having seen this movie, um, I, I didn't grow up watching the original. Yeah, no. I, I so in so, my in my twenty eight years of life, I've seen this the original being aired on TV once. Right. Yeah. So having seen this movie with no prior exposure to you know the source material, I hated it. Like I, I hate this movie. Right. Um. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, Ryan. I couldn't find anything about Avengers R rating. That, that, okay. that news might be too fresh. Yeah. So let me ask you this: We grew up watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Mm-hmm. When the Ninja and Turtles, the cartoons and the cartoons, Cartoon, we've cartoons done one show. of three of them. Right. Interestingly, the comic is the comic is dark. Yeah. The right. cartoons in the movie are not. Michael Bay, and the, I know it's Michael the, Bay, the, and I know the, everything. No, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Put a pin in it. Put a minute for a second. The first one has some. The first Ninja Turtles movie is 
pretty dark, actually, for a PG movie. It's relative. Yeah, I, I'll which give is you, clearly based off the cartoon show. Yeah, I'll give you that. But the 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 recent Michael Bay movie, and yes, it's Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> I understand yeah. that. Produced, it's not <laughs> Produced. directed, but is a lot darker than what the other ones were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When you say the other ones, you mean the like the show and the, the movies, show and the versus movies. the comic, the show and the movies. Okay, not versus it. the comics. Okay. I didn't. I still didn't like that movie, though. It's not very good. It's not very. It's good. really not. I mean, and again, so you can you can have you can make a, a conscious decision tonally on what you want your movie to be, uh, whether or not that's true to the source material, whatever. But as is common for us to to, to discuss on the show, is it's the end result that matters, right? Like the the first Ninja Turtles movie produced by Michael Bay. I mean, it's got a lot of flash. It's a lot darker. It's a lot more adult, but it's a fairly hollow experience. I mean, it's just the end result. Yeah, just isn't great. Just to- like tonally, though. Like, I think that that's a weird thing to experience. To experience something as a child that brought you a lot of joy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you turn it on, and it's a lot darker. Sure. Yeah. Putting a couple pins in it, we said, um, or I said, this movie. Theme felt John Williams light. That's because John Williams wrote the theme for Lost in Space. Oh, <laughs> now I know. Also, shout out to our friends of the Mix Six who often talk about the original three Ninja Turtles movies and the just existential dread of that first one when like Leonardo was asleep in the tub. Oh boy! Not at all what you'd expect like going into that live action movie. Right. Yeah. Also, thanks guys. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we we. We just went through the entire credits yeah. in that movie. Hmm. Not the first time we've talked through the no, credits. But. No. No stinger for anyone who cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't Super Mario Brothers. That blew no. my mind that that movie had a fucking stinger. <laughs> <laughs> As a child, that stinger got me so excited. Hmm. So. Oh, my God. View again, brew again. Um, I'll start with this one. No. <laughs> you no, sure you don't want to think about that. Is, is, that a, is that a brew again, Max? Are you knowing the brew again? No, brew again. Yeah, this is this is good. Um, you got two brew again to I consider. Make, yeah. As of right now, it's we're in a bit of a warm streak for March. Um, so I want this one. It's a little warmer, just to see if I enjoy it as much. Yeah. Um, the kombucha. Yeah. Uh, sweet but not cloyingly that I don't. Uh, enjoy it. So yeah, it was good. Hmm. Kabucha is not something I go to all the time. Same, but it's a nice little just you know change up every now and then. Yeah, Ryan. <sighs> oh boy! All right, let's start <laughs> with the view again. Uh, Strap no. yourselves in. No, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> um, I hated it almost twenty years ago. I hate it today. I am never gonna watch this movie again ever. Um, <laughs> it's I I don't like any of it. Um, just Ryan, just think. We did this in preparation for when the series comes out next month. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, it's cool. First world problems, <laughs> podcasting problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there, there are some good spots. There's some cool ideas thematically, uh, but again, uh, a common criticism from us is just the execution is, whether it's you know disingenuous or they they ran out of budget, whatever the reasons. The end result here is very, very poor for almost the entire movie. Um, excuse me. Uh, brew again holy crap so we good work james uh so both of the beers today were chosen by james early you know about three hours ago um, good job. yeah the, the fireberry again yes uh brew again absolutely this is very good uh ar- aromatically 
just wonderful. The taste is not as big as the aroma would suggest. However, I very much like this beer. Well, that's what makes it very drinkable because you don't want your yeah. overwhelmer palate. Um, but is, so is Unity Vibration? Is that the brewery? Is that the name of this beer? Anyone care to venture a guess? The, the second I think, one. I think that's the name of the brewery because I think they had a couple at the, the just yeah. kombucha at, beer at the beer the beer store we went to, which we'll give a shout out on is Beer Baron. Beer, thanks, beer Baron, guys. Which is an amazing beer store in Livonia, Michigan. Oh yeah, super dense. I mean, it's the footprint is fairly small, but they have so much fucking beer. Unity Vibration is the brewer. It's so uh, Bourbon Peach American Wild Ale is the is just the name, of the name of the beer. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, that's my new favorite beer store. Um, they have so much, and the, the so guys much. who run it are so fun to talk They're to. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good work, guys. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for supporting us on on our stupid little podcast. Yeah. Um. I that. We'll, we'll talk more about that in the future, but like the beer store or having a good beer store to go to is yes paramount vital. to this experience. Par- um, well, yeah. not not even just the podcast experience, but like but any any drinker's experience who wants to get who who is serious about like seeking out quality and off the wall. Yeah, I mean, right. Ryan and I had a good day. We started yeah. off today at uh, Mo- Motor City Gas, which is a distillery in, in Royal, Royal Oak, Oak, and it is. Fucking awesome, the guys. I don't know your names. Apologies, guys. If you, if you're listening, if you're not. <laughs> well, Ryan, um, I think we have more homework for you. Right. Yeah. Um. But no, those guys. The, um. Ryan may or may not have left a couple of cards on the table at Motor City Gas. We have yeah. business cards now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anyone who follows our Twitter might know. Um. But yeah, th- those guys. Who, whatever your names are, you always treat everyone super well. The service is great, and your product is fan. Fantastic! I have dumped so much money at Motor City Gas, and it's worth every fucking dollar. So, we, so we, good work, the, guys. The, the three of us went about a year ago, and I have vague recollections of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna. So that's one of the few times where Max was fucking destroyed with alcohol. <laughs> it was so fun. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's how we started our day today, and it was it was a good time. Again, it's St. Patty's Day right now at the time of the recording. But um, to circle back to the second brew again, uh, from Unity Vibration, this bourbon. Peach American Wild Ale. I love this beer. This is one of my favorite things that we've had on this show. I, I I love it. I love I love the sourness of it. I love the wildness. I don't get much of the bourbon side of this at all. It's um, on the front end. E- even then, it's it's subtle. It's hardly it's detectable. Yeah. Um, the peach is there. But yeah, I, it I, is. I, I, <laughs> I love I love the end result. This is this is. Absolutely fantastic! I love this beer. This is very good. So yes for me, but I'm both. But but this is my my emphatic yes. Okay. On this one. So, um, I don't think I hate this movie as much as you guys do. I don't. Um, I hate I it. I don't hate this. It just, I hate it. I'm just like, <laughs> eh. um, and I part of that might just be that I have a complete bias towards sci-fi. Like I love sci-fi stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, more, even more than fantasy stuff. Like I love sci-fi stuff. I'm I've probably always, guilty of the same for horror. Yeah, I've I've always been a big star guy. Like I love following probes and and rovers <laughs> and hey. all, hey, yeah, and all that kind of like anytime NASA releases new photos of Pluto or something. I'm, oh yeah, that's I'm, super cool. I'm looking at all that yeah, stuff. There. So, I stopped. I stopped reading CNN because they were questioning like the worth of going to Mars, and I'm like, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> I am done with you. So I, and that I, was seven years ago. Yeah. I've had like existential debates with my wife about what about the reason why we go to Mars. Um, one of my favorite, my favorite West Wing episodes, which you guys both know how much I love West Wing. That's his show. Yeah, one of my favorite is uh, 
when they send a probe to Mars and it doesn't work, and the president talks to school kids anyway, and they have a discussion about why we go, and it's because it's over the hill, and that's what we did. Like it's the nature of humanity to explore, mm-hmm. and I, I mean th- those. We are the do things it not because like, it's easy, but because, because it it's is hard. hard. Yeah, I mean, like I will listen to that speech over and over again. I listen to that speech probably five or six times a year. Uh, legitimately like there the are Kennedy things speech yes there yeah, are things yeah. that i do that are are strange and i i accept that um <laughs> and i don't tell a lot of people which is useful because this podcast isn't listened to a lot of people so that's <laughs> fair um anyway the so i have a i have a bit of a soft spot i guess for some of the things that they do in this movie because the the third act i think per, does a lot for me here mm. i really love the third act of this movie the twist is great yeah um yeah for sure it caught me completely off guard uh I put this movie on because I knew we were going to watch it like at 10 o'clock at night a couple nights ago or a couple <laughs> weeks ago being like, oh, I'm sure I'll make this. I'll make my way through this movie before I fall asleep. And I for not realizing the movie was like two hours long. Yeah, Oof. I fell asleep far before the third act hit. So I got up to about halfway through the movie and then I watched it again and it didn't blow my mind, but it was like, oh, wow, this really turns into something much more interesting than the first half of the movie will, would lead you to believe. Yeah, like, I, I distinctly remembered the the, the, uh, the 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 time aspect of it. Like, I, you know, I was probably young enough that this might have been, like, the first, like, ah, oh, weird time travel story, yeah. you know. I mean, they're going to hit you over and, the head at the, be- yeah. the very beginning of it, but, like, time travel is going to be a thing. Like, it Chekhov's gun you He's to the point where you're like, travel making machines. time travel machines. Yeah, like... So, uh, actually, Max, I, I was going to comment on this earlier, but, yeah, the time travel aspect of it, I think, to your point, um, when I was, you know, fairly young seeing this movie, that the, the multiple timeline aspects of the third act hit me pretty hard. I, I'm going to be honest, it did in this movie. Because the moment where, where where Father Robinson watches his family explode in the sky, yeah, it's like they're fucking dead. Yeah, like in this timeline that he is witnessing, they are dead. Yeah. So whatever timeline he goes to, it's just a different family. The ones that he watched die are dead. Are dead. Yeah, I mean they and established that, that weighed heavy on me. Yeah, like, that actually had an impact on me. Yeah, I mean the third act. The third act doesn't belong with the first two acts of this movie. Right. It right. really doesn't. The, the, if the re, if the first two acts of this movie were as good as the third act was, this movie would not be on this podcast. Yeah. Probably not, yeah. So, Although we just watched The Shell, the Cell, and that's an amazing movie, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie, like Suicide Squad, also nominated for an Oscar. I yeah. do not put that movie in the same sentence as Suicide Squad. <laughs> I will <laughs> cut you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dancing in my chair. You guys can't see it because we're not doing video. So... It's like I will I will allow myself to in not indulge on this movie. I won't watch this again. I really won't. But I'll remember this movie if that's a if that's sure. a new thing. I won't brew. Oh. I won't view again. But this movie's going to sit in my mind as a movie that that could have been. Yeah, it I really could have been. I before we watch this movie, I could have told you the entire plot of this. Even though I haven't watched it in 17 years. The third act is just so well put together. Mm -hmm. It's so well done. Um, And part of it, honestly, is the expanse that's kicking in. Like, Anderson Dawes, Jack Jack Jackson is such a good actor. Jack Johnson is such a good actor. I love him in Fringe. And he showed up in... He showed up in the Expanse as Anderson Dawes, and you need to go watch that show right, right now. Right, that's also good on the list. Whenever James mentions the Expanse, yeah, right? But he, Time to get but when the two, like again, when the two of them are together, when Gary Oldman and Jack Johnson are together, oh yeah, it, it's a different level of movie. 
that that whole scene is a is a, is next level from what the rest of the movie is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I kind of wish there was a scene with more or more of uh, present day Gary Oldman and uh, future Will Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, to being like, oh yes, you were the boy. I saw you becoming. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And even to speak to Ryan's <laughs> point, like he's looking through the time portal. Future Will. Future Will is looking through the time portal, and he's like, "Hey, mom." It's so nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. Like that, that weighs heavy. Yeah, for like sure. That timeline doesn't go away. In that right, timeline, yeah. he is literally going to die on that planet alone because yep. everyone else is gone. With right. the cut scene with Blurp, he's just gonna go hang out with Blurp. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's rough. Like that's yeah. a, that's a heavy that's probably thing why they to cut it because they probably were just totally yeah, it totally wasn't there. So anyway, um, no, not of you again. Yeah. Even though I've just I've just talked about the movie. Um, from a brew again standpoint. Uh, I like the uh, the booch the the kombucha. It's oh, so good. it's good. Um, oh, it, the smell, like I said, is not the same anywhere near as what the taste is. It's a lot sweeter, but so much like fireberry. Yeah, the fireberry, as far as the aroma being different, the aroma taste. being different. Um, I'll tell you, fireberry is probably one of the best things I've drank on here. Mm. I love this beer. Um, it, it, we it are going come... to have a very interesting episode of fifty where we go through that giant ass list of yeah. things we drank in the last twenty five episodes. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it might just be my ta- my palate right now. Um, oh, that's because, also something we're going to talk about. Because I loved the... Stay uh, tuned. I love that beer from Shorts that did the same thing. The tea and the beer. I think that just... The hot sit, lines. The, the hot, hot lines. lines. I think that just sits with me really well because I really liked that beer as well. Um, I drank a decent amount of tea. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a mm-hmm. huge, huge... There's... I wouldn't say I'm a huge tea person, but I will. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of other consonants to imbibe. Yes, that's correct. Um, also, I'm from Hawaii, and there's no tea in Hawaii, so, you know. Oh, hey. boy. Um, hmm, okay. No, there's, like, the letter T doesn't exist in the uh, language. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke. Oh. Um, so, so, like, Old English, where you just have a different letter that looks like a T? No, make the no. Tea sound. Samoan I, has T, but it doesn't. But Hawaiian mm, doesn't. Um, mm. So, when you talk about tea leaves or tiki, those are both non-Hawaiian words. Or taro. The K replaces taro. that. Interesting. Now you know. Anyway. Now um, you know. This, I love this beer. I like. I really wish I would have bought the other case of this that was there <laughs> because I want to have more of this beer. You know where they're well, at. We know where you're know going tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably go and buy it um, just because I want to have it around. I want to sit on my porch and drink that beer in the sun with my both my hibiscus hey, plants blooming. Spring is upon spring. us. Um. I I can't say enough good things about the shipyard beer. Uh, there's a game day coming up at uh, Brew Detroit through the Loaded Die in April. And yep, I hope that April. Brew Detroit has they have a some they, things they, on tap that yes, hopefully they, would hit. This. They do. Um, they have all their beers they brew on tap. Yes, I'm going to drink so much Fireberry. Well. <laughs> Time to call in on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday one. Yeah, it's their oh. game day for the whole thing. It's the international uh, game day day. Yeah. All right. I mean, you're listening, but you can't see my eyes crossing right yeah. now, but they are. <laughs> so anyway, that's those are my thoughts. Um, I I want this movie to be better. I really do. Um, I want sci-fi to be better. I want it to 
make people want to explore. And I think that's why I brought up the, the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want people to be excited about space. Sure. I want them to look to the sky and remember and believe and be inspired. And those are the things that I think that we lost him this week. Uh, Stephen Hawking died this week. Yes. Right, right. That he, he sought to do. Sure. And I, I think that that's... As the voice of astrophysics and, uh, and astronomy, you should be an inspiring voice, not mm-hmm. a yeah, voice that, was. that seeks to to denigrate the fact that people don't know what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like the story of how he could run over people's toes if he did, that he didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sad. He never got to run over Margaret Thatcher's toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So we're going to end on that positive note. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Thatcher. Um. So, as always, thank you for joining us. If you like what we do here, please uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. Please rate wherever, us. Or, wherever good podcasts are found or mediocre podcasts. Rate some thumbs. <laughs> yep, yep. Rate some thumbs. Leave us a review. Let me um, see it helps us through the power of algorithms. Yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. And, YouTubes, uh, we'll I guess. see you guys later. As always, please watch. And drink. Responsibly. Adios.